The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 313 of the Spanish Announce Table. Tom, pro wrestling, again, it's always crazy, right? And we're going to get into a lot of that. We've got AW Dynamite to talk about. We've got TLC coming up. We're going to make some predictions. And all along the way, we're going to talk to some fans out there. We're going to get some thoughts about what you guys thought by using Tweet the Table, sending in some emails. And we're just going to go crazy. Yeah, hashtag Tweet the Table. We're going to go crazy tonight if i had to guess uh but what's up with you tom not a lot man uh actually uh the the thing of note uh from me uh for this week is i got one early christmas gift my wife got me a nice collage artwork done from mmahistory.com of a bunch of mma fighters uh, from the start of UFC to kind of modern day, you'll see some Conor McGregor, Brock Lesnar in there, Ken Shamrock for the wrestling fans. Uh, yeah, pretty nice. Hold that I up like close. It. Hold that up close. Hold that up close. Is there? Is there a? I'm I'm not seeing any Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez. Well, he didn't fight in the UFC. He fought in Ultimate Fighter, but he did not fight uh, oh. in the UFC well, proper. Then then put it back up. And then let's put it back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's the James Krause hat? Yeah, he didn't make it, which sucks. Uh, but you know what? You got some great the, ones in here. Well, hold on. The James Krause? Mm-hmm. But you got some Man. great ones in here. You got Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner, BJ Penn, Ken Shamrock, as I mentioned, Hoist Gracie. You got, if you remember from UFC 1, you got Art Jimerson, who fought with one glove on because he thought that mm. would be smart because he was a boxer. He's like, a guy can jab with one hand and then... Uh, stop grappling from the other. He tapped just from being mounted. Nothing even happened. Hoist Gracie just got into the mount position. He's like, I don't like this, and tapped. It was funny. Uh, you got some Randy Couture. got Daniel Cormier, Rampage Jackson, uh, the Diaz brothers, a ton of good stuff. But MMAhistory.com, go there, check out all the artwork. Uh, there's an updated version of this with more current fighters, but I love it. Uh, so I got an early Christmas gift. What about you, Tim? Cool. What's new with you? Um, I'm just hanging out on the beach. Yeah. Oh, but that looks very familiar. I feel like uh, that could be a historic beachfront that you're yeah, hanging I, I out Yeah, I hopped on. in the Spanish announced time machine, which, by the way, uh, if you have not uh, been joining me on my journeys in the Spanish announced time machine, check us out on the YouTube or on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, you today have been going back and hopping in our Spanish announced time machine and finding out what happened on this day. Uh, man, many of them sound clips back sometimes, right? A little on this day. Uh, I see clearly, but yeah, I could add right. it in post. I could nah. add it in post. And nobody would be the wiser. Nah. Nobody would be the wiser. But then I'd have to do more work, and you guys aren't paying us yet. More on that later. Uh, uh, but hop in the Spanish Announce Time Machine. Follow us on the TikTok at Spanish Announce Table. The YouTube, which you're, I hope you're watching this episode right now, is the Spanish Announce Tube on YouTube. But um, we hop in there and we see what happened. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm there. I took a big. This is ninety something, nineteen ninety something. Mm-hmm. Ah, I forget. Nineteen ninety six. I don't know. You know, there's a there's going to be a old uh, you know three on three wrestling match later. Uh, we don't know who the uh, sixth participant is apparently. So it's you know. still wild that Lex Luger got injured in that match, right? Mm. That's the. Yeah. I still feel like Savage and Sting should have been like, "You're a bitch, man." Like, we wouldn't have been in that situation if you didn't get injured. 
What yeah. the hell? They, they, they didn't use that in the storyline, even though, like, they could have. They could have just rolled that into the storyline, but they just kind of, like, glanced it off like it never happened. Yeah. Uh, and they could have used that. I mean, and could you know, shit used. happens. Like, you get injured, you get injured. I forget what happened. Was it a, like, concussion situation or what happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, like, hit his head, and so they took him out on a stretcher, and so then it was uh, two on two, and then Hogan came out, and then for some reason, you know, looking back, you're like, well, why would he come out? But then he ends up being the third man. Uh, the other thing is, uh, that match didn't have a finish. They just threw the ref out. And then I think it was Scott Hall counted one, two, three when Hogan pinned Savage. And then, you know, uh, mean Gene got in there, all the trash. That was the start of the trash era. I call it where just everyone got excited or mad, just started throwing stuff. Yeah. It was crazy. By the way, before we get into, uh, this week in pro wrestling, uh, something new to the network, WWE Network, uh, is Goldberg's streak, the untold history of Goldberg's streak. You told me it was uh, good. It was very good. Nothing earth shattering. I don't think you're going to come across or you know leave it thinking, oh my God, I never knew. It's kind of standard protocol. It was just good to hear from different perspectives. Kevin Nash is in there. You can tell uh, he doesn't give a shit about Goldberg. He says he likes him. That's debatable. Kevin Nash, yeah, he's the yeah, and he, Goldberg. He doesn't, he doesn't hide his emotions well. You're right, and Goldberg also let his emotions be known about the decision to have Kevin Nash beat him and uh, that. So it was really cool. But where where I was going with that is, you know, obviously uh, Bash at the Beach, the ring was filled at the end of the event with trash from everything because of Hogan's heel turn. But if you fast forward to when Goldberg beats Hogan. People are starting to throw stuff when Hogan's like up in the in the jackhammer, like right when yeah. Goldberg throws him up. People, wh- why? Why were we just throwing things at people during that time period? In ECW, they threw chairs into the. Well, ring. that was because they were asked to, right? Terry Funk and Mick Foley were like, "Throw your fucking chairs!" And they're like, "All right, fuck yeah, this is cool." But WCW yeah. specifically was just the king of just like, "I'm excited!" Yeah. There goes toilet paper. One of the coolest things, and of course, at the time, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall captured what it was to be cool in pro wrestling. They were the coolest guys in the room. Everybody wanted to be like them. Mm-hmm. and But it cemented it in for me when trash is going crazy. And I see Kevin Nash, he like does, you know, he perks up and he like points. And there's something like comes flying in the ring. It's like a cop. <laughs> I think it's a, like a. You know, a, pro- yeah. a street province cup, and he literally just swats it right back out of the ring, and he just like points back at the person. He's like flexing <laughs> on him, and I was just like, "Yeah, Kevin Nash is the coolest." <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, but check it out uh, on the network. WWE's uh, untold history of the Goldberg streak. Uh, there was some debatable facts in there. I, I guess Goldberg said he wanted to actually be tased. I don't know if that's true. It's easy to say that now, 20 years ago, you know, but anyhow. I've got a WWE Network tip if you have the network. If not, you can get it for free, apparently. I don't know if this is on the free one, but uh, I don't know if we talked about this, but I watched the Paul Bear documentary mm-hmm. on the network. Yeah, that's really good, oh, too. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most amazing pieces of stuff they've put out there, man. That was a tearjerker. Yeah, I definitely didn't know the uh, inner working details of the end of his career, why he was mm-hmm. like, cause he came back at WrestleMania 20 with uh, undertaker, but apparently, you know, because of his health concerns, he couldn't 
do the day in day out responsibilities. But back then, you know, 2004, I think that is, I was just like, oh, he's just kind of in and out, which I was what? 17 at the time, 18, something like that. So I was just like, oh, it's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Like I didn't yeah, need yeah, Paul yeah. Bearer, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't understand how bad his, the end of his life was. Uh, well, it was so in terms unique. Of like I didn't know, I didn't know like the whole, I knew he was Percy Pringle before, but I didn't know, I didn't have exposure to what that meant. And I didn't know he was so big of a deal before mm-hmm. he got there. And it was such a switch. And, and then his ties to actually being a mortician, like how neat is that? Right. So, uh, and just amazing, amazing story. Well done. Very well told. Well, and I think that also speaks to something about WWE or WWF back then of how they wrote things. It feels then we can go a little bit of a deep dive if you want, but oh, it feels it. like now. Hey, we own this podcast. We can do that. That is true. We do what we yeah. want, but it feels like now WWE does. Hey, Tim, tell me about yourself. And then you say, I'm. X, right? I was a former biker. Or I was a this. And then they go, cool, you're going to be biker and we'll just fit that into our stories. Where back then it was, hey, we need the million dollar man. Who can be the million dollar man? Okay, let's do Ted DiBiase. Then we need Paul Bear. We need something or we need someone to be with the Undertaker. Yeah, we you're need a, a mortician. We need yeah, like you, a fucking, right. Right. And it felt like Back then, they had more concrete ideas of here's the characters that we want to write for. And so then the writers, even though back then it was mainly just McMahon, Patterson, and maybe Briscoe or, you know, uh, Pritchard. Pritchard, right? You know, uh, giving out storylines. But it was like, this is what we want, and we're going to tell the wrestlers what to do. Now well, it feels like. A, that's what a solid writing team is. It's four to five folks, you know what right. I mean? That but, throw but now ideas it feels like, now it feels like in reverse where it's. Hey, okay, cool. That's you. Let's work around you. And you're like, but the writers have no fucking perspective of Cole what. Cabana, perfect yeah. example for that, because he is everything that he is in person on character. But everywhere he goes, what does it wind up? The shit he's named his shows after. Creative has nothing for you, right? Because what you're well, you're not a character. You're just a dude. But they don't even know what to do. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they see Aleister Black, and instead of saying Aleister Black is going to be, or Tommy End on the independents, because I know some independent wrestling, but, you know, hey, Tommy End, this is who you are? Okay, so we're just going to change your name, but then just turn up what you are. And it's like, well, what are you? And I don't know. And they don't know either. Dean Ambrose is a great idea. First of all, what kind of weird-ass name is Dean Ambrose that they came up with, right? He mm. was John Mox everywhere he went. That's what everybody who had heard of him knew. If you, You're going to bring him in because you're like, oh, the rights and all that shit. We'd have to you know, pay him whatever. We're greedy. Well, like, you still didn't even come up with anything close or similar. You just gave most generic office mm-hmm. and, you know, salesman name. And then you expected everybody to just get behind this guy. And then, like he said, you just ran him in and out. And you're like, no, this is your role. You're kind of, you're the quirky comedy guy. And he couldn't do anything but you just really, there's nothing. What was that character ever supposed to do? The Shield yeah. was the only thing that ever gave it any of its of its cred, if you will. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's just, I feel like if you watch that Paul Bear uh, documentary, the thing that I came across, uh, came, came across leaving with was, you know, awesome story he was he seemed like a great man uh things of that nature but also it was just a different era where the 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 wwe had the ideas instead of well let's just try to make whatever you are work 
and then we'll see yeah. what happens from there. Another neat story is that like him and and Michael Hayes were just like buddies, like going to shows before they yeah. broke into the business. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That was cool. Uh, hey, so let's get into AEW. So before let's we jump into this week's AEW episode, as always, Tim, high level overview of the episode. What do you think? What'd you come uh, away leaving with? Any lasting thoughts? Any memories? I. I would say that this was probably one of the least ones that will ever stick out to me, right? I would say this was a C plus maybe. Um, if we're grading it, maybe we get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler. Um, yeah, I don't I – don't, nothing was crazy about this one, right? And, again, you know, we're not hitting home runs every night, right? So well, I, I didn't think yeah. anything was bad. I thought, I thought a lot of the same things that you did there where – yeah, nothing's going to go, I need to rewatch what happened. But in a great story, you need some time to tell the story, right? We can't just do moment and moment and moment and moment. You know, even when I would do my T-Max story time, I would say, okay, and then we're going to do X and he'll for a couple weeks do this, right? Well, we're in that. You know, Kenny Omega is the champion and we need him to establish himself as a heel, but we can't just get to the next moment. We have to do these weeks of he's the heel. See how he's the heel. Now he's doing commentary over his match. Now he's, you know, giving the cold shoulder to, uh, other AEW wrestlers, things like that. So I thought it was a good episode to establish what we're doing it for in the future so let's get into it here uh oh i will also say the other thing that was important because i don't want to downplay it because we talked it up when it happened john moxley uh and we'll get to it obviously in the episode but congratulations to cody and brandy Rhodes expecting their first child so that was something of note but let's uh get into the aw recap as we do on the greatest podcast recorded on a thursday night aw pro wrestling's best podcast Pro wrestling, I'm going even more than that. I'm saying we are the best podcast recorded on Thursday night. I don't care what genre, huh? History, whatever. Yeah, we're pro wrestling's best podcast. We are also the best podcast recorded on a Thursday night. Ding. There you go. Period. I mean, that's that's an all-inclusive sentence. Mm -hmm. Broad by nature. You deal with that. You, you, you take, take with that. that what you will, and we're going to show you why by digging into AEW here. So let's do it. Do you like that off. transition? I loved Damn, it. I'm good. I loved it. Hire Tim. Hashtag yes. Hire Tim. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. Feed the needy. Let's get to the first match. It was right. Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order taking on Matt Hardy and the Private Party. Hardy Party or Party Hardy. I think they should be Party Hardy and just be like some uh, drunks all the time, like just leaving the party, you know, like ah, oh, fuck, we party yeah, too hard. Yeah, not hardy party, party hardy. Yeah, they're just ah, oh, shit. Party <laughs> Every- hardy could be fun if they went cheesy, almost like three man band with it. Mm-hmm. Like that would be more fun than anything I've seen out of this already so far. So speaking yeah. of cheesy though, uh, Dark Order mm-hmm. and Hangman Adam Page walk out. And Tim, do you remember the time when we thought the Dark Order was this dark, menacing group yeah. that was going to take no. over the wrestling landscape? Now it's because it should be on the dark match. Yeah. Now they have the Kurt Angle cowboy hats and are trying to get that over. Hey, and again, 
That's fine. I get it. I still hope, as I said last week, my hope, and this is why I'm not shitting on this 100%, is that, you know, while the cat's away, the mice will play. And this is the Dark Order disobeying Brody Lee. And then when Brody Lee comes back, it's everyone's getting in line. That's that my hope. That would be great because, like, yeah, the issue is we've, we've flip-flopping is one thing, but we've established a, a repetitive, we don't know what's going on with the Dark Order. It's too soon. It's too often, right, where they're they're joking around oh they're dark and mysterious oh everybody beats up on them oh nobody can stop them oh Mm -hmm. who the fuck are these guys now and now here we've got this other iteration and i didn't like i i I didn't like anybody but hangman adam page in this scenario so this one was a miss for me yeah yeah this was a miss for me as well it felt like uh where hangman adam page i feel is a top mid Carter to main event level player. The rest of the people in here were the start of the show kind of guys. And so it Mm -hmm. made almost Adam page seem bigger than the story. Uh, but dark order and hangman Adam page ends up losing, uh, cause Matt Hardy gets the victory, uh, as he pins, um, uh, Alex Reynolds, Matt Hardy doing a little bit of a heel gimmick here where he tags himself in. Then he, uh, makes the one, two, three, the, the private party guys look at each other as if to say like, what the hell is Matt Hardy doing? Okay. Again, like you said, they haven't really done too much. So at least it's something I will just say this. It's been about a cup of coffee since Matt Hardy's been in AEW and he's done 37 characters. Yeah. That's yeah. my thing. What are we doing with I get that's the Matt, Matt Hardy. Hardy thing. Like I get that's the Matt Hardy thing. He is the character equivalent of what the FTR name is supposed to mean in AEW, where like it can mean anything we fucking want it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which okay. But like again, why is like he then not joking around with the Dark Order? Why is you know, like I said, it should be Dustin Runnels should be leading that thing if it's dark and mysterious and if it's not, if it's goofy and comedy, hell, he could even do that too. Matt Hardy should be in there. Like, it would be way better. But then anything these guys are really kind of doing right now, I don't understand this Matt Hardy private party thing. It, it's not working for me. I want them to end it somehow. I, I want there to be the dissension. I want them to be like, all right, we're getting out. Maybe they turn heel off of it, beat yeah. him up, and we go, oh, poor Matt Hardy. Yeah. Uh- very similar to Dustin Rhodes, and this is not an indictment on Matt Hardy or Dustin Rhodes. I like both guys fine. I think they're good. But yeah, they're they're fine. But they're fine. But here's the thing. If if your flagship program only has two hours, in my opinion, my opinion, Matt Hardy and Dustin Rhodes are not appointment viewing television, so they should not be taking up the time. When we have Sonny Kiss or Sean Spears or Scorpio Sky not on the program. You know what I'm saying? If it was three hours like how Raw is, fine. Put Matt Hardy in there. Put Dustin Rhodes in there because three hours is a shit ton of time and we need some good content, which they provide. But they're not the future of this company. So if you're only going to have two hours, which they do right now with Dynamite, Let's invest into the future 
and put these guys that I want to see, guy, guys and girls, because again, you can do two women's matches in a program. Didn't know if you knew this, AEW, but you totally can. Uh, let's put Matt Hardy and Dustin Rhodes on AEW Dark, have them do their fun stories there to where it's like, oh, okay, I'll invest in that on my own time. But the two hours, the primetime television goes to main event players or the future, not these Hey, this is year 27. Just trying to get to year 28, brother. Like, mm -mm, we're done. Sorry. So anyhow, uh, I did ask before we move on to the next match. Did you have something while I try to find this poll to fill time? Uh, Yeah, well, I just got a text uh, uh, peeking behind the curtain here. I got a text from my wife who's out of the house right now. um, And she's got a picture of a dog here. And she says... Uh, I'm bringing this dog home. I'm sorry in advance. Yeah, puppies! And I said, uh, said, uh, okay, then I'll believe it when I see it. And she said, no, I'm actually serious. So I may be getting a new dog. Early Christmas present. We're both getting Christmas presents. Yay! I love it. Okay. I love it. Hey, if it comes in while we're recording, grab that puppy and let's get some screen time. I want to see it. We need the views. You know what gets views on YouTube? Puppies. puppies. Yep. Puppies. Both kind of puppies get views on Jerry YouTube. Jerry Lawler puppies and these Actual puppies. puppies. I mean, it's I love a cute it. looking dog. I love it. I'm not going to lie. It's a cute I love dog. it. Love it. All right. So let's get back to our AW recap. Love it. Yeah. More to follow. I am anxiously hashtag waiting. Dog cast. Yeah. There you go. Do that hashtag. Like it. Write that down. Make that the uh, title of the episode. Dogcast. Dogcast. All right, so I did ask, should Adam Page join the Dark Order? Asked this on our Twitter, uh, at Table Show. Came back, 67% of the vote came back, no. So do you agree? Should Hangman Adam Page join the Dark Order? You wavered a little bit in my ear there. What was the grade? 67% of the vote said no. No, he shouldn't. I agree. At all. All right, so now let's move on. And as I mentioned, uh, Cody Rhodes had a big announcement, very personal message. Uh, It was announced on AEW Dynamite that he and Brandy Rhodes are expecting their first child. They did this in a very cute way, uh, unwrapping a gift, uh, said that Pharaoh is going to be on uh, security duty, which I thought was cute. Um, I thought the messaging of this was, was very on brand for the Rhodes family. And it wasn't too overdone. Cody does get a little bit of the, man, your theatrics for just random dynamite matches a tad much. And I get that criticism, but he is also the face of the company, whether we like that or not, he really is. And I think it's important to say, Hey, coming up soon, we're going to be making some changes to my character and hers. So here's why. So I thought it was very appropriate yeah. that they announced and it during And we may Dynamite. disappear for a few, right. you know what I mean, right. for a little bit. Right. Uh, instantly after this announcement. Which is where, interesting. I mean, that's going to do that. Like, he will be probably gone from TV for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, of course, which, as he should which be. Which will be good. Which will be a good, mo- you know what I mean? It'll be a good moment in the time of the company, too. Like, he'll have been a couple years deep into being this face of the company, carrying literally the the network's name on his fucking shoulder mm-hmm. uh, and around his, you know, in front of his dick. Um, you know, 
the dick well, cover, here, right? Here's, the, yeah. The, the title belts, right? Can yeah, we be honest about go. that, right? Yeah. Right. That, that's where they right. So right. here's my thoughts about the announcement, though. Twofold. One, uh, I want to know, just out of curiosity, when they found out, because if you go back a week, you had Brandy Rhodes throw water in Shaq's face, alluding to a match with her and Jade Cargill that uh, Shaq was going to show up to. Now, I would assume, because she is pregnant, those plans go out the window, right? So now what does Shaq do if he's going to do anything with AEW? What does Jade Cargill do now that she can't beat up on Brandy Rhodes? And then what does Brandy Rhodes do when, obviously, she should not be getting physical, but where does that story go? Does someone replace her? A red velvet, maybe, comes into the picture and says, I'll fight on your behalf? This, that's that's going to be interesting yeah, for me. Yeah, this has got to go the way of... I mean, Shaq's got to wrestle now, right? Like, Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So if it was intended for Shaq does a run-in or separates the girls during the match because it goes, you know, outside, spills to the outside and he separates the girls viral. to get them back in. Yeah, something Maybe like that. Maybe a wardrobe malfunction happens and it goes viral. And, something you know like I mean? that. But yeah. now, because Brandy Rhodes is going to be stopping all, you know, physical activity in the ring, yep. do we yep. call an audible and say, hey, Shaq, for another, you know, seventy-five grand, will you wrestle Cody? Yeah, you know, you can come work out with us. We'll get you in game shape. We'll make or, it real easy. Or do we just say, "Hey, in a year and a half's time, if we're still doing we'll business together, this. let's revisit this then." Well, because it would be perfect. She's finally back. Shaq shows up. They're all like, "Oh, congrats on the baby!" And he like makes another little snide joke. And then they're like, hey, God damn it, dude. Like, this is enough now, right? Like, yeah. You did this, this three times, right? Like, what the fuck? And if any company would do long-term storybooking like, or storytelling like this, it would be AEW. You know, they, well, they do really seems to be good. Game. Yeah. He's and they do really like, good. No now. And they do really good foreshadowing to the end of the show of, hey, remember that, you know, Ray Phoenix didn't lose in the tournament? Well, he deserves a title shot. You know, things like that. Uh, so I could see that, but I just, I'm curious, just natural curiosity of when they found out. Cause why would you shoot that last week and say, Brandy's going to throw water in Shaq's face if she was pregnant. So that was just they had my to own found curiosity. Out this week. They right. probably had to have found out this week. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering if they weren't, they might not have been trying then because yeah. So, right. So a lot of, a lot of interesting questions that are none of our business, but it is just curiosity. No, I'm going to call him up right now. Yeah, you should. We're gonna call yeah. Cody. You want me to call him? Hey, see if we'll do cinco preguntas. Hey, yeah. after that, we had Cody Rhodes in action taking on Angelico. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, I liked how um, Cody bit the bottom rope to get the rope break. I thought that was pretty yeah. interesting. That was a cool way yeah. of like, I have no way else to get out of this than to bite that son of a bitch. Right. So I like that. Uh, the match was what it was. Obviously, Cody gets the victory because he should. And Did he dominate him? No, he didn't necessarily dominate him. He got caught in the submission that that whirly bird leg lock of Angelico's that I like, but I don't exactly know what I it guess, is. I guess nobody can dominate TH2, huh? Oh, oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> huh? Jack huh? Evans? Saying you can't be dominated? That's two weeks in a row, pal. Huh, pal? That's two weeks in a row. I call falsehood on your tweets, and I say you're a scoundrel. A scoundrel. Hashtag scoundrel. 
So for those of you who do not know what we're talking about, you should be following us on Twitter at Table Show. We did a clip last week talking about how the Young Bucks should have been more dominant over TH2. One of the members of TH2, Jack Evans, says no one can dominate TH2. Well, sir, with all due respect and hopes that this does not get physical or ugly, <laughs> Cody proved our point, friend. <laughs> so, uh, your response, uh, Jack Evans. Yes. Follow us on the Twitter uh, at Table Show. Um, we can't brand it like the rest of everything with the Spanish announcing because apparently Twitter's got a very short character limit on the names. You really can't get Twitter. past like Spanish announce and then, you know, there's some posers out there, but, uh, at table show, uh, because I get it. It's hard to watch an hour, hour and a half podcast on the YouTube. Um, so you're most likely to listen to the audio version because you can do that while you're at work, which is great. Do that. You can go to Spanish click the podcast link, subscribe there. But if you follow us on Twitter, we will randomly put out the clips from this show, right? This will be a short couple-minute clip, and then you can catch some of that. And that still helps us out, too, right? We like that. We like seeing those YouTube views and those likes and, and do all that. And then you can join the club and join the Table Nation and use hashtag TweetTheTable and more on that later. But you can join the conversation, and you can even have your name read on the show. Uh, we have all kinds of fun here. But, Tom, you were saying... Well, let's get right into it real quick, because I do want to make a mention of this. Again, uh, we're very proud of our Twitter following, our Twitter interactions. Uh, we had a few high-profile people liking some mm -hmm. tweets. And not to name drop, but we're going to. We had Sting. We had yep. Cody. We had mm -hmm. Jack Evans call us out, which again, sir, your response is waiting. Uh, we had the Murderhawk monster, Lance Hoyt. We had FTR. We had some interactions with some AEW uh, top talent, and so we thank them for the interactions. And again, as Tim Dude. mentioned, you can interact with us and also get your name read uh, with any of your wrestling thoughts using hashtag TweetTheTable. Yeah, it is cool that they interact because uh, that is a nice – it provides us a nice little a couple extra eyes. We've got some new subscribers, so if you're finding this uh, a new show, uh, welcome. Uh, we are the most interactive podcast in pro wrestling history. Uh, we are rebuilding our – our community um so welcome welcome to the show but back yeah, let's into get this into, yeah so cody, let's get into the um cody yeah, gets cody's the win. gonna win this every time and yeah. cody's gonna win this every time so cody gets the win and post-match team taz comes out sarcastically uh congratulates cody on the victory uh it looks to be that powerhouse hobbs ricky starks brian cage and taz's son hook uh is going to walk to the ring and kick his ass and then the snow hits. The lights go out. Uh, we get the winter season uh, coming upon AEW. And Sting walks out. What What were your thoughts when Sting walks out and Team Taz retreats? What did you think of that? I like Will Hobbs going, you know what I mean, going to fight. And they had to pull him back. And that one wasn't a, hey, hey, you guys are supposed to pull me back now. Uh, this was, he started walking, they reached out and they're like, no, no, Will Hobbs look ready to throw hands and I wish they would have let him. Um, I don't, this felt like, Hey, we can advertise sting on the show. People buy tickets and sting was on the show and yeah. he didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. 
I, I wanted a little bit more. My favorite moment post-match uh, of this segment was Will Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs, walking to Sting saying, hey, I don't give a shit what kind of face paint you have on. I don't give a shit that you got a baseball bat. Okay. Like, I'm powerhouse Hobbs. Hit me with that baseball bat, and guess what? The baseball bat will break. I am a powerhouse. And then Team Taz saying, no, like, we want to save you for when the time's right. I will say this, though. The first time around this happened, I totally get it from Team Taz's perspective. Sting walks out. Hey, we don't know what side he's on, so let's not yeah. shoot ourselves Sting? in the foot. But like, Holy shit, right? It's Sting. It's, right. it's an icon of pro wrestling, right? Yeah. But you also don't want to shoot yourself in the foot because he could be on your side, speaking in kayfabe here, right? So you want to say like, hey, if Sting wants to go in there and beat up Cody and Darby Allen for us, by all means, go, go ahead, sir. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I get the first week of retreating to see, like, where are the cards going to lie with Sting and AEW? Now we kind of understand, right? We saw the promo that he did with Tony Schiavone uh, as Tony Schiavone left the ring. Then he puts his arm around Cody, kind of jabs at him a little bit. But all is well in the world of Sting and being a babyface. So now in the third week, like Powerhouse Hobbs did, you got to step to this motherfucker. And you got to say, like, no. We're kicking your ass. And again, you have Brian Cage, uh, an action figure come to life. You have powerhouse Hobbs that looks like a Coke machine with legs and arms. You got Ricky Starks who can kick anyone's ass. And then you got Taz who also in his own right can still throw them hands. So like go after Sting now. Let's get to it. Yeah. So you guys were prepared to go in the ring and beat down Cody Rhodes. Who's in the prime of his career and in shape. Right. We're ready to go do it, knowing, too, that he's got, like, family, literally, and friends back there right. waiting in moments notice to come out and help him. But Sting, you're all going to cower away. Like, you guys would stomp a mud hole in this guy. If you had a baseball but if you had a, a gang of folks in any city, anywhere in the United States that – or in, in – Cities across the globe that, you know what I mean, were big dudes like that. One guy with a baseball bat in a normal setting, like you said, outside of something bizarre, like here's, you know, I mean, all of a sudden it's snowing. Um, you know, like you're not going to be scared of this guy. You're just going to go beat him up and take his bat and beat him with it. Like, so what? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what you do in that situation. I go beat him. <laughs> well, you sacrifice Hook and you say, hey, you got to earn your stripes. You're getting this ass whooping. And mm-hmm. as Sting is hitting him with the baseball bat, then the rest of you jump him and then you all beat yeah. him up. And then at the or end, you Ricky say, Ricky Starks, because he's the pretty to... boy, right? The yeah, big guys one of them. Throw Ricky, one of the two. You know what I mean? yeah. Right, yeah. Throw one of them in there. But it's Hook. Yeah, well, it's Hook is Taz's kid, though. Yeah, you still got to make him earn his stripes. Yeah, no, you got to make him earn. No, Taz can throw Hook. Nobody right. else can throw hook. Right? That's what I'm saying. Taz is the leader. So Taz throws hook in there, says, hey, kid, earn your stripes. He gets the ass whooping. The rest of them beat him up. And then at the very end. Hook has played this like it should have been Hook doing that. It should have been yeah. Hook going up to Sting. Like, hook is believable. I like him. But I think, you know, after you get the beat down, then you let Hook get two kicks into Sting's head, and then you run off and take his wallet. That's how you do it. That's how I did it. Smears face paint all the way up yeah, just try to smear it. Yeah, just try to take any money that he has on him, kick him or in the just head. Smear and it and then like wipe it on his back. Like just Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Hey, so then let's go on to what was the next segment. And this was uh this was That's I was brutal. a little indifferent on. Yeah. Okay. What's that? I said I'm mean. I'm brutal. 
I was gonna rob him, so I don't know if you were yeah, that. You're you well, just gonna you mess do up. that too. But then, like, just on the way out too, just a little insult to injury. So another guy who may rob someone after beating their ass, Eddie Kingston came out mm. to address his Guaranteed. enemies. Uh, Eddie Kingston first calling out God, which I thought was interesting in this promo. <laughs> I like that. I'm still Eddie here. He's ready to fight anyone. <laughs> anyone. He's ready to fight anyone at any time. I just felt like that was a little bit like, hey, man, I totally get hey. it, but let's all pause here. Do you need to talk to a real therapist? Eddie Kingston is trying to fight for the richest prizes in the world, and as far as I know, that's eternal the guy life? that's got him. That's that's the guy to fight that's got for the eternal keys. life? Guy's got the keys, man. I'm trying to get Oh, man. So he calls out God, which I found was interesting. Uh, and then he goes to call out Pac, saying Pac injured his neck. Uh, he ain't going to be here for a while. And before he could even get to his next enemy, Lance Hoyt comes out. And he says, I am not talking. We're fighting. So they just start fighting. Bob, Bob, Bob. Fist, fist, fist. Punches, punches, punches. Right? Then Butcher and the Blade come out, and they're like, hey, you're not beating up our pal. We're going to beat you up. Don't do that. So they start beating him up. Then the Lucha Bros go like, hey, we don't fucking like Eddie Kingston, and he didn't even get to us. Uh, We're his enemies, too, so fuck that guy. So they walk in, and then now they're starting to fight with Butcher and the Blade. And then when it's three on three, and you're thinking, okay, we're going to get a a good old, uh, you know, comeuppance for all, all these guys, then Pac comes out and goes, hey. Remember me, motherfuckers? My neck ain't that bad. I'm going to fuck you up. And then Eddie Kingston gets beat up by both Lance and Pac, which this is where I wanted your opinion on. I actually started feeling bad for Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, How do you feel yeah, about that? I, I agree with you. I mean, we like Eddie Kingston to begin with, so I think we're, we're kind of always rooting for that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, Yes, I mean, this was all good. I'm still perplexed by this, Lance. Uh, Archer, you know what I mean? Like, this is... Oh, I kept on calling him Lance Hoyt. Lance Archer. I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yes. Well, same, same, his same. Twitter is still at Lance Hoyt, by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Which was That's where, yeah. Which he liked our tweet. So there you go. That's why I was thinking that. Yeah. Because he's a cool guy. Uh, <laughs> nothing about the man. Um, this this should be good. Uh, I just... I'm, it's still perplexing. They really haven't given us a whole lot of the reason why, but it's... Maybe we don't ever get it. Maybe because he just does whatever the fuck Lance Archer wants to do. And he doesn't like Eddie Kingston and fuck him. I'll help yeah. the guys that don't like him. Fuck him. I, yeah, I agree. I, I I think I'm there with you. But uh, uh, again, it's like, hey, man, if the first guy that Eddie Kingston's going to call out is God, he probably has some some real issues. Let's not beat up on the mentally handicapped guy. You know what I mean? Like, he obviously has some mental issues. Guy let's have him work on this. Yeah, let's right. have him work on this. Right. Where's the therapist that helped out uh, Daniel Bryan and Kane? Bring him in. Dr. Shelby. Yeah, have Dr. Shelby help out Eddie Kingston, because obviously Eddie Kingston's going through some things, and he doesn't need to be getting beat up because he doesn't know how to act. He's The poor guy just had to say, I quit in a title match. How would you feel? You bullies, leave my AEW friend alone. You should go find that guy just for like a segment, just a one-off. Yeah. I want they'd have to call him something different, but you know, yeah. just have him be Doctor Shelton. Yeah, yeah, just call him Doctor Shelton. Doctor Shelby something, right? Just yeah, Shelby but Johnson. They'll be like, what are you leave, doing? leave my friend Eddie Kingston alone, okay? A <laughs> W baby faces. He's going through some things, and he needs some time to figure it out. 
you jerks. Eddie Kingston's jerks. my best friend. Eddie Kingston is my best friend. That's not a no. I think if we were friends, he he would be my best friend. Right. You only have a a friend. Hey, pal, as we keep talking. (laughs) Uh, As we keep talking about AEW, then we get to the 12-man tag. Uh, I believe it was 12-man, right? Was it 12-man? Right. It was the best friends. Uh, top flight varsity blondes. Yep. No Brandon Cutler. That's what it was. No Brandon Cutler. Mm. Uh, it was best friends, varsity blondes, and top flight versus uh, the inner circle. This was kind of forgettable to me. Uh, nothing stood out. This is again where I felt yeah. like make me like the inner circle by making me miss them. I don't need to see Chris Jericho. I understand they have told us he's getting the most money in aw and that's fine but make me miss him a little bit you're getting to the point where it's fatigue of inner circle well yeah and i just like the backstage segment was fine right he's got the the award from the new york times and and he's all he's definitely pissed about his jericho is definitely pissed about it Uh, that was all fine that's all we needed yeah i don't know if we needed this match uh it was fine it felt like they featured top flight more than any other team it felt like they were the ones that were getting showcased. They're fine. You know, they're fine, but like I'm not. Yeah, I, I think they're good. I think they're going to be good baby faces to do some fun flips, right? And so after the the fallout from this match, we're going to get Top Flight versus MJF and Chris Jericho. Uh, one interesting note: MJF did tag himself in to get the pinfall victory. Again, a little bit look at me kind of thing. I feel as if maybe the uh, inner circle finale is coming a little bit sooner rather than later, um, which was welcomed in my book. But yeah, yeah. so we're going to get Top Flight and uh, MJF versus, uh, or excuse me, Top Flight versus MJF and Chris Jericho next week. Um, how do you feel about that match as we go into next week's episode with with that matchup? You think anything's going to be interesting? I think it'll probably just be a setup for the widening the divide between them. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. do think maybe I do think we're ending the inner circle, or we are seeing that where we've talked about MJF kind of takes it over. I think maybe we do see that like we lose Hager. Maybe Hager. I don't know what they're doing with Hager. And you know, Sammy Guevara goes on a face run because he's like, "Nah, screw this, I'm out." Jericho gets beat down, and then it's just you know the LAX and MJF and Wardlow, and Something. that's it. I mean, that would be fine. That would be great. Yeah, circle. Uh, yeah. I don't know where we're going with this. I, the only thing I fear is we've seen Chris Jericho with more of those new age wrestlers, very much like a Orange Cassidy, where Chris Jericho gets lost. I'm like, which way am I supposed to go? And I feel like. With top flight, they're very much like private party where it's, you have to stand here for me to do this move well. And Chris Jericho may do the, hey, I've been doing this for 30 years. We can freestyle it. And they're like, no, no, we, yeah, no, we can't yet. And they're going to get maybe a clash of styles where it may, might be a clunky match. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think we're going to see MJF tag himself in to get the victory or MJF tags himself to get in uh, the victory, but then Chris Jericho tags himself back in and they keep doing that to get a victory. Here's, better. Like that. Here's how I would do it. Wardlow does something to like mess with Jericho and it causes them to lose or something. Right. And 
uh, Jericho's pissed, but MJF's like, no, no, he's like playing it off, trying to like convince Jericho that that was a mistake, buddy. That was a that was a gay guy, and then he's like, Wardlow, tell the man you're sorry. And Wardlow's like, sorry, you know what I mean? Like just kind of playing it off, and then like have that kind of the divide weakening there, right? Because I think I think what you do is I think you have that where we said right, you lose Hager. You get Sammy Guevara leaves. They beat down Jericho. It's just the four left, right? They're working together. They're the inner circle. But then that divide eventually breaks because it's LAX. I'm calling them LAX. Fuck it. Yeah. Forever. No, that's fine. It's not yeah. proud and powerful. Yeah. Uh, they're finally like, Dude, we're done taking orders from you. You're a chump, right? And mm-hmm. then, then it's Wardlow and MJF, right? Blah, blah, blah. And then you even in that with Wardlow, like, fuck you, I'm out of here, Right, like he eventually just like fuck that, I'm out of here. Leaves MJF to the wolves with LAX. That gets him on the face, and then you just dissolve the whole thing. Right, that's how I would tell it over time. I like that idea. One thing yeah. that I did like, as you said, your uh, fantasy booking uh, for the inner circle. One thing that I think may be interesting is you keep the Wardlow does something that ends up you know screwing up Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho looks stupid. Maybe he he takes the pinfall loss. And then backstage, Chris Jericho's like, Wardlow, you piece of shit. You know, why did you do that? MJF, make him, make him apologize. And then MJF's like, Wardlow, apologize. And then Wardlow says, why? You told me to do it. And then Chris Jericho's like, you motherfucker. And MJF's like, no, 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 no. I didn't say, no, no, no. And he's like, Wardlow, you asshole. Why did the fuck? You're like, ah, I didn't say, well, we're going to, when I he's like, you don't here. pay me to lie. You just pay me to fucking guard Yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That right. would be interesting. Yeah. And then we start the acceleration of the end of the end. Then he could be like, I pay you to shut up too. <laughs> <laughs> pay you to shut your fucking mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. So then as we get back into this week's episode, uh, the next matchup, another tag matchup, but this time the traditional two on two, we saw SCU taking on the acclaimed, uh, this was okay. Uh, I have some thoughts, but I want your thoughts first, and then I'll share what I thought about the the whole segment itself. Much like with John Cena, I'm unimpressed with rap gimmicks by people who look like they have just kind of learned how to rap without fumbling lines, right? Like they, you've got to do it slow, and you got to do it at this pace. You got to do it at the same pace Frankie Kazarian did it. You know, mm-hmm. like I I don't. Look, I get it, but you're also running the risk of making that guy the star. The other guy's just this hype man. Like the acclaimed, for whatever well, reason, they're they're strapping a rocket to these fellas, mm-hmm. and I, I mean they're they're they look the part. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong; these fellas are impressive looking specimens. So I I don't know. I mean I think there's promise in these guys. They definitely look like they're hungry, and look like they got some gusto, if you will. Look at that word, gusto. But we're ah, hip. It's not there yet. I don't think so. I'm. I don't know. I'm I'm iffy about this. Uh, I'm okay with the acclaimed. I like the acclaimed. I like post-match after they got the victory, calling out the Young Bucks. Uh, They built the case that they've won five matches on Dark, so that shows they're not just a fly-by-the-night kind of contender. I like all of that. What I don't like is, and this is me getting a little Dave Meltzer or IWC, where I try not to be, but this is my opinion, is... If one guy were trying to get over, or one team in this regard, is trying to get over the battle rap gimmick, which is fine. Battle rap is a huge niche uh, interest in the world of entertainment, right? And if someone wants to do it, by all means, there can't just be John Cena and no one else tries it again, so I'm okay with that. But you can't have 
the first time in my memory, him walking out doing the battle rap thing, and then Kazarian just buries him. Because Kazarian did it. Yeah. Right. Kazarian did it, and then you could argue did it better. That's not the point. But he does it and then says, and you're fucking dumb. I'm paraphrasing, but like, and you're fucking dumb. So to the eyes of the casual viewer, me, I say, well, fuck the acclaim. They can't even do it better than these old guys. So I don't well, want to see it. the rap the next time. So next week they come out doing it. I'm going to remember, yeah, but Kazarian's got you. Right. Again, because because you rapped at the same pace and style that Kazarian, who probably because he has to rap at that pace and style because he had these lines written out and he practiced them. So did you. You're not a rapper. You just practice. I could do that as well. Right. Like, I, you well, know, yeah. Like, I, and I understand, but I understand, like, I'm giving, I'm giving a little bit of leeway because it's your first time, right? The first time you okay. don't want to fuck up the lines and go, like, uh, you know, eight mile this is it. The second time I've seen them do this. I mean, oh, is it? Okay. Well, quick. I, yeah. Okay. This is the first time I can remember. I know they did the backstage, but I'm saying walking yeah, out yeah, to yeah. the ring, right? Yeah. He did. Yeah. The, the coming out in the ring thing, this is the first time. Yes. Right. I, and I, so, I agree with that. Yeah. So it, it felt dead on arrival when Kazarian just grabs the microphone and is like, and you're fucking dumb. And it's like, okay, well, I guess that's over because, yeah, next week he's going to try it. And does Matt Jackson then shit on him? And then each week they just become the punchline of comedy wrestling. Been, we already have enough of that. Would have been salvageable. Would have been salvageable if they really, after they beat him, like like put a hurting on him to where you were a little uncomfortable and then wrap something over him. Like, are we stupid now, right? Yeah. And, and I know they went after the Young Bucks and that was cool too. I agree with that. But like- Maybe it would have made that a little better to get called out and punked out because then they go, okay, and then they beat him, and then they smash it in a little bit to where, like, you don't want to fucking ever fucking say something bad about me, right? Yeah. Like, and then even because then it's kind of like, holy shit, man, these, <laughs> these young kids these days. Woo. Well, so post-match, uh, the Acclaim gets the victory. As I mentioned, they call out the Young Bucks. It looks like next week we're going to get the Young Bucks taking on the Acclaimed. I'm all for that. Again, I like yeah. this uh, matchup. But one other interesting note is Kazarian pushes Christopher Daniels, essentially saying, like, why do you always keep costing us the match? So maybe this is the end of SCU. Another interesting note, if you paid attention, uh, Scorpio Sky has different music. He's not coming out to the SCU music anymore. He's established himself as his own singles competitor. Maybe this is the did dissolve of the, the first ever. Did you catch the commercial for his new like podcast he stole our gimmick well yeah i mean but who doesn't steal from us stole our fucking gimmick scorpio sky tom yeah. used to give you all this praise he mm -hmm. used to, he used to talk the world about you yeah you were up here he put you on a pedestal scorpio I did. I did. and you just you just took it you just mm -hmm. i'm upset i'm upset i am but you know what i've moved on eddie kingston's my best friend so war bffs so scorpio sky i don't have time for you you know, I don't have time for you. Eddie Kingston's my best yeah, friend. You got no time. You know, I'm sorry. Everybody's so, going to yeah. know your podcast your posers. Yeah. So, no time. I, I, we got to talk about Eddie, you know, Eddie, if you want to book an interview, if you want to book yeah. an interview, we might be able to fit you in. Talk about it. We're going to talk to Eddie. Maybe. Uh, we'll but is this going to be the first time we see a tag team breakup other than Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega and Adam page didn't necessarily broke break up. They just lost the titles and then went their separate ways. Is this going to be the first time we're going to see SCU break up? They were the first ever tag team champions. 
Yeah, that Kenny Omega Adam Page thing that still bugs me because we just kind of went away from that. Like, well, you know why? Uh, you know who's ending all of this shit? What? Hangman Adam Page is going to be the one that takes Kenny Omega down from his pedestal. If they don't fucking the do that, back to AEW. Yeah, like they're if gonna they like don't take do that, hostage over the, yeah. Yeah, if they don't pull the trigger on Hangman Adam Page is the fucking have him come in on a goddamn white horse you guys are all doing this fucking wrong no here's what you do okay this is perfect all right this is tim story time right Katine i like Mac story time here we right. go here we go hangman adam page keeps hanging out with the dark order right he's finally like all right whatever he kind of does the cold cabana thing like all right, fine we're winning some matches i don't give a shit right. uh all right we're drinking we're having a good time and then even they're kind of like Hey man, what do you, you know? The same thing happens that happened with the elite, where he's kind of like, I, I don't know, I'm just kind of I didn't show, and they're like, dude, you got it right, and then it just kind of goes bad. Like he's just kind of the outcast. He just kind of gets out. And he's like, oh shit, right? Um, and and then there's like even a, maybe even you find a way to squeeze in another one, right? Where he's trying to hang out with somebody, he's walking another tag team, and then that guy's kind of like, ah, you know. I'm just going to go do my own thing, right? To where he's getting real sad and drinky, Hangman Adam Page, right? Everybody's rejecting him. Like, what's the deal, man? I don't get it. And then Kenny Omega's still riding high. He's still Don Callis just fucking crotch-chopping people, not giving mm-hmm. a shit. They, they're basically holding the title hostage, not giving real competitors uh, a match. They're going on, on impact and, and putting up great matches, putting the title on the line over there, and they're like, what the hell? And then ain't on impact here comes the hangman maybe right on there not even that i wouldn't do it there do it on AEW because that's better he's finally they're like they're finally hangman comes riding in on the horse he starts beating down on them there one time everybody like he finally wins the title like you said he gets the title back over everybody's raising hangman he's finally like hey he's finally out of his goddamn you know sad drinky thing right that's how you build the hangman up yeah. Get that, them all depressed to finally, like, now nah, he's the hero. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the story you tell, is as Kenny mm-hmm. Omega becomes the Impact World Champion, he's already the AAA World Champion, he's the AW World Champion, he's... Because essentially what his character is, is anti-company. He doesn't mm-hmm. like the construct of what these companies are. He is elevated above that. So... Fuck your AEW, fuck your AAA, fuck your Impact, fuck your MLW, fuck your New all Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, fuck all of these companies. I am the greatest. Look at all the belts. I proved it, right? So him and Don Callis. I can go anywhere. Right. And so him and Don Callis, not to your point, doesn't necessarily like hold them hostage, but says like, you know what? This week, we're not defending the AEW championship. You know why? Because I've got another belt to defend, and this isn't that important to me. And then you just have him kicking up his feet, you know, telling Tony Khan to get him coffee, pushing down Tony Schiavone, just becoming the biggest shit ass heel there is. Right. But then still beating everyone. So Ray Phoenix gets beat next week. After that, it's Matt Jackson in a one on one match. Then Nick Jackson after that. It's just everyone. Right. And then at the same time, parallel to this is hangman adam page going like i don't fit in the dark order i don't even want to be in there right so dark order is like come on come on come on he's like you know what i did the i did the bullet club or the the uh the um the elite stuff you know what i'm my own man and he just goes away right and it becomes a hey is anyone checking in on adam page and we don't see from him almost kind of like undertaker like where it's like i think i saw him at a bar 
in, mm. in Louisville, Kentucky. It's like, ah, I don't think so, right? You know? Yeah. And so he's just, he's gone. I was at and, that bar. He wasn't there. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, it's like, actually, you know, I did see him. And he leaves, like, his his calling card. It could be a cowboy hat. It could be something, right? So then you have oh, no, this they're, segment. They're, like, looking for him. They're like, somebody said they saw him here. And they're like, nah, he, nah, he couldn't have been here. And then they see, like, a half-drank whiskey. And they're like, Right, yeah, whatever his drink is. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a Jack and Coke, whatever it is, right? That's his drink. That's what's left there. Obviously, that's the the sign that Hangman was here, right? So anyhow, he's gone, but we're still trying to find him, but we can't. We're doing these little vignettes, all of that. Meanwhile, Kenny Omega's doing all of this shit. The big pay-per-view that's next. I don't know what that is for them. Let's just say it's all out. I'm just ballparking. I don't know what the next pay-per-view is. Yeah, sure. And Kenny Omega and Don Callis are like, we're not wrestling anyone here because you guys all fucking suck. And then he goes, you know what? Actually, guess what? Next person that comes through that door, we'll we'll fight him. Who cares? We can beat anyone on in this company. We'll beat them. You look at the door. No one comes through the door. Looking at the door. No one comes through the door. Right. Then a fucking white horse with Hangman Adam Page comes fucking galloping towards the arena. He gets off. Oh shit. Next pay per view. Adam Page. Kenny Omega. Adam Page has found his voice. He's his own man. Beats Kenny Omega. That's I, how you do I it. I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't even do that. I, it would be like the next, next person that comes through that, through that thing, we'll fight him. And then just the horse comes out, and they're like, "The fuck is this?" Right? <laughs> they're like, "Horse, goddamn horse!" <laughs> and they're just like, "What the fuck?" They're like it doesn't even hit him. And then turn around behind him, right? Oh Hang yeah, Adam Page. Uh-huh. Boom! Right? Yeah. Fight is on. Right? There it is. That's how you do yes. it. That is how you do it. Cowboy shit. Cowboy, cowboy shit. shit. And then you got a fucking real cowboy who stands on his own, doesn't talk to anyone, almost like Sting in the sense that he's not doing promos, but not like Darby Allen where it's like, I'm my own guy in the rafters. No, just like, I'm a fucking cowboy. I'm a sheriff. I come around. I lay down the law. And you guys can like go kid fuck rock yourself. Kid cowboy, so baby. Take it easy. He's cool. <laughs> All right, so we still got a couple matches to go through on AEW. The next matchup was a women's tag match. It was Big Swole and Serena Deeb. Uh, Let me guess, is this right before the main event? As always. Is this uh, right before the main event? It's always the same format. (laughs) Versus Diamante and Ivelisse, because remember, they won that tag team tournament that went zero. It went nowhere. Guys, treat your women better. I literally forgot that was a thing until you just said it. Yep. <laughs> like won I, that I, tournament. I, if they referenced it, I forgot because I really was kind of half watching that match, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, so they won that tournament. They lose this match because that obviously shows they're a strong tag team. Uh, but post-match, uh, Nyla Rose comes in, beats up Big Swole and Serena Deeb, as does Ivelisse and Diamante. And then, and this is where I think it was going to be Brandy Rhodes before the pregnancy, just spitballing it here. But then Red Velvet comes in to the ring with a chair, chases him off. I think they're going to substitute Red Velvet in the place of Brandy Rhodes and still try to do a Jade Cargill versus person. And it's not going to be Brandy Rhodes. It's going to be Red Velvet. That's my own thought process there. Yeah, possibly. Uh, another women's segment that they did do backstage is Thunder Rosa called out um, Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker then jumps her from behind, puts her in her finisher, rubs her paint all over her face. 
so that was again furthering a storyline is what it is i still think darby allen and thunder rosa should do a tutorial on how to paint your face i think that'd be a funny youtube video if they're like this is how i do it and then they paint half their face and then the other one paints the other half yeah. of the face <laughs> they should do like some split screen videos yeah exactly and they're both yeah, like and then, they should yeah. race. They should race to see who can. Be and, and then the you take the two screen. split screens and put it in one face. Yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah, they should literally like just split screen the video, and race to see who can paint their face faster. Why not? They got fucking Dark Order guys in cowboy hats. That's not the worst thing in the world. All right, now let's get to our main event. What I thought was the best segment of the night. It was a no disqualif no disqualification world title match. Joey Janela taking on the champion, Kenny Omega. Oh, man, this had so many fun moments. What did you think about this main event match? I missed the reason why, like, why is he facing Kenny Omega here again? Like, they said it was something about the World Championship Eliminator, right? Like, I didn't, I missed why he's there all of a sudden, Joey Janela again. I Don't believe, get me wrong. I Go believe ahead. it was, let me make sure. Um... I believe it's because he didn't lose in the match, or was that it? No, because I thought I got he you. did. Yeah, because they mentioned that old tournament, and then it yeah. was something. Yeah, like he got. Yeah, okay. So anyway, um, started right off with a bang, right? Just walloping him with the with the trash can, and here we go. Uh, it was cool. I liked it. This was fun. Okay, so let's get in before the match. Before the match, I thought had some fire lines from all our everyone's favorite uncle Tony Schiavone. So. Uh, Justin Roberts in the promo says, uh, Kenny Omega, who appeared on impact wrestling, uh, so drew, the, so yeah, drew the, uh, ratings up 33%. Uh, he's they a heavyweight North champion. Carolina in there yeah, all, all the time. time. Is he's that where he's from, from North Carolina? No, I don't think he, I think he's from Canada. Isn't he like, I don't, <laughs> is he live in North Carolina? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know much about him. I don't know. Okay. So we don't fact check, but I'm we gonna, don't fact check. Gonna, you, who cares? You talk. I'll look it up. Okay. So my favorite line though was Justin Roberts mentions that Kenny Omega was on Impact and that drew the ratings up thirty three percent. So then, as he's walking out, Tony Schiavone says, "I'm so glad that Kenny Omega drew their viewership up from one to six, <laughs> which is the thirty three percent." Kenny Omega's, I don't know. Uh, Winnipeg. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I don't get the North Carolina thing. Hashtag tweet the table if you do know, because we obviously don't. Yeah, if it's an inside joke, I don't know, but it's funny that they find a way to squeeze it in somehow in some oddball reference. Yeah. Um, but Tony Schiavone's yeah. insults towards Impact oh. Wrestling are so great. Uh, going Flipping back to Impact Wrestling, they did another paid advertisement. Tony Schiavone shitting again on impact wrestling is like i can't even find impact wrestling if you if you ask your tv they said we can't find it either or whatever the line was just everything is awesome from him tony shivani is having the time of his fucking life right now isn't he well and then so don Callis, so he says the line of uh he drew the viewership from one to six which i thought yeah. was a 10 out of 10 line and then yeah. don Callis comes in he's like i'm gonna call this match and tony shivani <laughs> Yeah. He leans back yeah. and says, you can kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, nah, no. He's like, get out of here. And yeah. I love that Don Callis just fucked off. He was just like, all right, fuck it. Well, that was my favorite part. Is you got punked out by everyone's favorite uncle, Tony Schiavone. Yeah. <laughs> I love it that like Michael Cole in that situation, they have him powder out every time. They maybe give him a wedgie. <laughs> Tony Schiavone, 
who's not fighting anybody, says, no, you can kiss my ass because I'm going to fight Don Callis. I don't care. <laughs> oh, that was my favorite moment of the night. Yeah, just lean, <laughs> leans back and points at him. You can kiss you my can ass. Kiss my- and Don yeah. Callis is like, well, shit. Guess yeah. I can't fit in here. But Don Callis was great too, doing the live fucking commentary. Oh yeah, His so, shit was funny too. Like Don yeah, Callis so he did. saves face and he starts doing the by gods as a jab at Jr. And uh, he does all the stuff. Uh, I I did like that. That was good. Again, I think the story of Kenny Omega is starting to to make a little bit more sense, at least to me, where he's saying. I'm better than all of these companies. Like I'm the champion anywhere I go. Don't believe me. Let's fucking see it. Right. I'll go beat Rich Swan and impact. I'll be, this will be where we see the NJP, you know, the new Japan. Yeah. This is all that stuff. Probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I like that. I I thought it was good. I thought that Kenny Omega uh, did some good heel work here too. Grabbing the microphone himself, uh, doing some play by play as he kicked, uh, Joey Janela, things like that. Well, and fast forward, I guess, then uh, we'll catch up. You're going to talk about post-match after the match. I'll I'll chime in then. Yeah, so Kenny Omega gets the victory over Joey Janela. Joey Janela looked good. I don't think it was a complete squash match. He did have some good offense. He had Kenny Omega on the ropes a couple different times, which was good. But, yeah, so he gets the victory. And then post-match, we see the death triangle come out. Pac says, hey, did you forget Ray Phoenix never lost in that tournament? I got it sanctioned next week. Ray Phoenix versus you for the title. How many motherfuckers we got in this tournament that didn't lose? What kind of tournament are we running here? Yeah, I don't. So Ray Phoenix did beat Pentagon and then bowed out and forfeited because of an injury. So technically, yeah, you're right. He didn't lose. Uh, although if you forfeit, I think that's a loss. Anyhow, not neither here nor there. Where I think this is going to go, this is my hope. So let's talk a little bit about impact and then I'll come back to my point on this. So Kenny Omega was again on impact wrestling, uh, as Justin Roberts and Tony Schiavone talked about, uh, on AEW dynamite, uh, the bullet club reforms, I guess. Although Tomatonga was like, you're, you guys aren't fucking bullet club anymore. Fuck you guys. Like I'm tired of this shit. You guys can't just have three members and call it bullet club. Anyhow, uh, uh, Ken Anderson, Ken Anderson, um, uh, Carl Anderson, Ken Anderson was uh, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carl Anderson, uh, the big bastard and Kenny Omega beat up rich Luke Swan, Gallows. Luke Gallows, whatever. Who cares? We don't fact check, uh, Festus. beat up rich Swan and the motor city machine guns. They announce that they're going to be a, a six man tag on impacts next pay-per-view. So this is what I think is going to happen next week. We have Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega is going to retain through shenanigans, which is going to piss off Pentagon and uh, Pac. So guess who's going to come to the aid of Kenny Omega and AEW Dynamite? The Good Brothers. And we're going to get the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega versus the Death Triangle and AEW. Huh? That's what's happening. Hey, the Lucha Bros and Pac, I'll always watch any match that they have because I, I think they're disgruntled, you know, miserable bastards, and I can relate to that. So I like them a lot. Uh, and the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega will be fine. They're they're going to sure, do their part. Sure. Yeah, I um, 
I was a little at the end, right? So when, yes, I'm, I, the precedent of, hey, these two people didn't lose in the tournament, so now they get a shot at the champion. Well, I'm going to find a way to not be able to compete in every tournament then for a world title and get a back door into a shot at. You can't, Yeah. you don't just not lose, you got to also win. Right, that's kind of the cutthroat mentality mm-hmm. of a sport, and if we're watching a quote-unquote sport here mm-hmm. in, in a tournament, uh, it's also then at the end, the character of Kenny Omega and Don Callis were really upset when he finally goes, "I got this match approved. You're facing Ray Phoenix," and they're like, "You can't do that! Oh my God, you can't do that! You can't do that!" Like these guys are saying, "We're the best. You, nobody can stop us." Guys like that would have played it off. You know what I mean? They were like, ah, whatever, well, chump. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that one but I guess like, eh, it doesn't feel yeah. right. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you to to a certain extent, but isn't that also what kind of heels do? Say that they're, yeah, they're the baddest guys in the world, and then when they say prove it, go like, ah, I don't have time for it. And so this is the, yeah. I'm the baddest in the world. All right, then I'm wrestling you next week. No, 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 you asshole. You can't do that. So it's a little yeah. bit of a traditional well, heel I guess tactic. It's something to say they know Ray Phoenix can fucking pull this off. Right. Well, yeah. Well, and Ray Phoenix uh, and Kenny Omega have history not only in AEW but also in AAA. Uh, the so, world. yeah, yeah, and around and around the world. So, yeah, to to your point, they, they know each other pretty well. But I do. I think this goes. This culminates with Death Triangle versus three members of the Bullet Club for six months or however long they were in that club together, um, which just, is fine. It's fine. It is fine, but, like, is Kenny Omega going to have Don Callis by his side for his entire run? Is this all going to be based around this? How long are we doing this? How do we get out of this? Where does it lead? That's a little bit, which is probably a good thing as well, right? Because I don't want to know what's coming around the corner. So Yeah, it's not predictable, which is great. And that's one of my favorite things in pro wrestling is when it's not predictable. I, if again, we're going back to story time for a little bit. As I said, Hangman Adam Page will take down the monster of Kenny Omega. But in doing so, Don Callis goes, well, I don't associate with losers like Kenny Omega. I'm going to impact. And then he gets his horse, be- you know, he gets behind. Uh, I don't even know who's over there. That'd be someone. Uh, Ethan Page, if he's still there. Or, Can you know, Eric about- Young. You brought up rich swan if there's a guy that makes me turn the channel faster than rich swan i haven't found him tjp okay yeah Yeah. rich swan is just i don't get it i don't see it i don't get what anybody would think any like i just don't yeah i I agree that personally the guy whatever his real name is might be a nice guy but this character thing, is never... Yeah, know. his character is very generic in my book. Uh, and the only thing personally that I know about him is, didn't he get fired from WWE, allegedly, for beating up his girlfriend? Isn't that the whole reason he left Ooh, 205 Live? Is that a thing? I thought so. And I could be wrong. Again, that. we don't fact check. And I said allegedly, so you can't sue me. And uh, if I'm wrong, hashtag tweet the table. But I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Allegedly. Uh, you're going to fact check? I don't. I wouldn't do it. Who cares? We're in this, Tim. We're in it together. Tim, you and I are both saying that he got fired, allegedly, for beating up his girlfriend uh, from WWE. He got fired from WWE. So anyhow, uh, I I don't know anything about him personally, other than that story that I think is associated with him. 
I'm going to keep filling time as you Google this because you look very anxious. And I kind of like it. I like the, the fear that in your eyes. It's kind of fun. Uh, Swan married his girlfriend of five years, Venera Riggs, a fellow professional wrestler better known as Sue Young, in March 2017. Uh, Swan was arrested in Gainesville, Florida, on charges of battery and kidnapping slash false imprisonment. The victim was identified as his wife. According to the arrest report, Swan and Riggs had gotten into an argument over Swan criticizing Riggs' performance at a show that night. When Riggs tried to get away from Swan, witnesses stated that he grabbed her in a headlock and dragged her back into his car. So there you go. I wasn't wrong. So now we can rest easy that I said something that I did hear. Yeah, I, I wanted to fact check that one because that was a bit of a claim. I was like, we were No, sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure on that one. Again, yeah. I'm glad that but, yeah. I'm not glad that, that happened, but I'm glad that I was right. This makes me feel better about not liking the guy, by the way, too. Yeah. Again, uh, this is allegedly. Allegedly, who knows? But again, smoke and fire. Anyhow, uh All charges were dismissed. Yep. So there you go. Everything insufficient for evidence reason. to move forward with the case. Okay. There you go. But again, yeah. It's not great to have on your record in any way, right? And I don't know much about you except for that one thing, so maybe I don't like you that much. But again, on what we see on TV, to your point, Maybe you're just showing her. You should have got her like this. And you <laughs> easy, right? easy, easy. Easy, let's take it easy. Let's take it easy. Uh, so that was AEW Dynamite. Uh, as we mentioned, nothing really earth-shattering coming out of the episode. I did ask, though, as we're going into the end of the year for AEW, they did announce that there's going to be two special guest commentators for the last two episodes of AEW Dynamite. One, Chris Jericho, then followed by the next week of Snoop Dogg. So I asked, who are you more looking forward to on AEW commentary? And with 55% of the votes, Tim... It was Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's the wrong answer. You you go with Chris Jericho. I go with Chris Jericho because, look, Snoop Dogg is going to be neat. It's going to be novelty, but about, you know, 40 minutes in, you're going to be like, all right, Snoop, this routine is. Yeah, I get it. You think that yeah. this is also your uncle's fighting, like you said, about Just... Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson. You got to say something else. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, look, Snoop would be fun to hang out with, don't get me wrong, but. You know, commentary for two hours was rough. Yeah, maybe he's not doing it for two hours. Maybe he's just doing it for the main event. I hope something yeah, that would be good. a little bit more limited would be Jericho can ideal. go all night, and he'll yeah, be Jericho great. He'll be the best commentator the, out there. Well, and this is why I liked commentary this week, especially uh, in the main event more than I ever have, is it wasn't three guys doing the same thing. It was JR telling you the moves, or JR telling you the story, Excalibur telling you the moves and then Tony Schiavone shitting on impact wrestling. It was a personality there. I'm not saying you need a heel and a baby face, but what I am saying is you need someone to be different than the other. And all three of them do the same thing for the most part, except in this case, when Tony Schiavone said Don Callis can kiss his ass, which was memorable. What was Corey Graves was doing that for a while where it was it Elias that he hated Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. like even when he was a face, but then like he turned heel and he was like, no, nah, this guy still sucks. <laughs> yeah, his <laughs> like, music. He's like, I yeah, hate right. this song. Oh my yeah. god, we're doing it again. Yeah, he was always doing that. That's that's what's needed from the commentary from AEW is is they can't all be the straight man because then you know right. it's all white noise if you're all the same thing. That's why I think Chris Jericho does so well is because he's the heel commentator that does the. You know, oh my God, I've never seen that. Oh, that guy, why'd he roll him up there? He should cover him right here. That guy's yeah, an looks asshole. Like he stinks. Right. Yeah, all that stuff. 
Um, that's why I think Chris Jericho works so well. It's because he's so different than JR, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone. But going back to my original point, I thought Tony Schiavone was the best he's been since he started in AEW when he just shits on Impact Wrestling, which is great. Because fuck which is Impact great. Wrestling. It's a favorite pastime of ours in the seven yeah. years we've been doing this show. Yeah, fuck We can find show. a montage of that, like where we just <laughs> shit on Impact Wrestling. for. Yeah. I think we said it, they were like finger painting the house on one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah impact sucks yeah. <laughs> okay so that was impact wrestling i mean no that was aw dynamite excuse me that was that was aw dynamite we didn't watch impact uh that was all fun and and, and games we like that we've also got a big event coming up on the flip side of this coin the wwe right they've got tables ladders chairs oh my whole other bag of tricks might be coming in who knows right we've got that going on and we're going to make some predictions here we're going to go through this card we're going to see who we think we don't have any wager on this we're not like putting each other to task here we're just going to kind of go through this and see what's going on but what do you think of before we get into match by match Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts going into tlc 2020 uh forgettable I, I think this is another content filler night for WWE that says we need 27 hours of content this month. How can yeah. we get there? Let's add three more hours on a Sunday. Uh, I also think TLC matches should be built around the feud, not built around a pay-per-view. I think it should warrant yeah. the, uh, excuse me, the conditions. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever. It's going to happen. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I agree with you. These gimmick matches should not become pay-per-views. It ruins the gimmick match. The only exception is the Elimination Chamber because that was set up to be a way to determine who's going to get the title match. Right. Going or the champion. Right. Or become the right. champion. Yeah, one of the two. Right. Yeah. So, I, I also yeah. want to say uh, – Check out our YouTube page as soon as TLC is over. I will do my instant reaction, uh, so be sure to be on the lookout for that as I will give you all the hot takes as a gas bag like me should, so uh, tune into that. I may or may not provide a not-so-instant <laughs> reaction, a less-than-instant reaction the day later. Maybe. There you go. As if I got promised. time, if I feel like it. I got an interview on Tuesday coming up, so... Maybe maybe I won't do it on Monday. Maybe I'll be busy. I don't know. Who maybe knows? I'll fit it in on Monday. Who knows? Well, look Who at knows? that. Anticipation. I like that. Good. But TLC, let's go through this. Right. All right. Raw Tag Team Championship on the line. New Day versus the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. I think the Hurt Business win this. I sure hope so. I'm going yeah. Hurt Business. The New Day, who else could they feud with after this? And it's, God, man, it's so tired. And then the Hurt Business, they could use it, right? It's going to, they're still new. They're doing things to have some gold draped around them helps. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Cedric Alexander, I like where he's, I like this character change for him. The confidence in him is incredible. Yeah, this is, yeah, I think post Hurt Business, when we look back, I hope to say that the breakout star was Cedric Alexander. That's my hope out of this whole thing. And I think the start of that is becoming tag champs with Sheldon Benjamin. Side note, did you see Paul Heyman get into the ass, figuratively, of Big E on the uh, Talking Smack? I didn't. I didn't see this. Oh, man. So 
Big E was like, you, I'm paraphrasing everything here, right? So Big E's like, hey, you guys can't break my spirit. I'm still going to be Big E. Ha, ha, ha. And Paul Heyman's like, hey, man, we're ready to see you fucking be a standout star. And he said, I think I'm almost saying this verbatim, but he said, we want to look back and say that New Day was a footnote in your career, not that you were the New Day. And he goes, and you know how uh, I know that that can happen? When was the last time the shield was brought up to Roman Reigns? Mm, And it's like, yeah, man. And so he was, and it left Big E speechless, whether that was planned or not. But it was like, yeah, man. And for the other two, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, let's do something. Let's, you know? Yeah. I feel like this talking smack is great. I feel like there's, they let them have this like tinge of realism in it. Mm-hmm. Like some of these, I know they're doing a, you know, a show here and they're going out and they're still telling stories, but this is where the old days where we were like, they would let them hit some bullet points mm-hmm. and, and hone their skills. I feel like this is where they're letting them do it because some of this gets real personal and I can only imagine, I'm going to go back and watch, but I can only imagine that probably is a moment where he really was saying that to Biggie and Biggie it felt like, like oh, it. Yeah. Well, and the other two guys, you know, Kofi Kingston, uh, I'm not saying he should retire at all, but he's been doing this for a long time, but he needs a refresh and Xavier Woods. And this is not me. Look, make your money wherever you can. But what I will say to Xavier Woods as a casual fan of the new day is pick a lane, pal. I can't have you say, check out up, up, down, down. Hey, check out that I'm going to be the host of G4. And then also care that you're like in pro wrestling. Cause it seems like, you're not doing one of these to the best of your abilities. And right now it kind of feels like it's pro wrestling and that's my thing. So either piss or get off the pot and go over to G4 and do your fucking show over there. Cause I want to see games pro wrestling. Yeah. I want to see guys doing pro wrestling guys and girls. I want to see them committed to this and I'm not a gamer. I don't give a shit about that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships are on the line. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler taking on Asuka and... All right, you want to guess who it is? You go for it. I'm going to let you guess. I don't like this. I don't like it, Tim. You know no. who it's going to fucking be. You know who no, it's going to be. Who is it? God damn it. I'm going to speak it into existence. Charlotte. Yep, it's going to be Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte was beat up by Nia Jax. That was the last time we saw her on television. Nia Jax now just beat up another person to take her off television. Who can be the white knight that avenges Lana's injury? Well, the last girl it happened to, and that's Charlotte. And so Charlotte and Asuka yeah. beat uh, Shayna and Nia Jax. Now, is this for the championship? Yep, tag team championship, yep. Yeah, so there you go. Tag team championship, and then you know you run was right it into. It was Lana who who got beat up. Well, no, I mean, is it gonna be Lana? Oh, I sure hope not. That that would just undermine the whole ass kicking. Like, oh, yeah. but I'm fine on Sunday. Like, yeah. you know. Um, but this is what yeah, you do. That's true. This is what you do. This is yeah, but that's uh, so like them, right? Like it's last minute. She doesn't find anybody, and then here she comes and fucking yeah. Yeah, but here it is. This is what happens, right? So Charlotte, Charlotte comes out. Oh my God, it's Charlotte. She's back. Yay. Her and Asuka become the champions, tag team champions. So that means Nia Jackson, uh, Shayna Baszler can then feud against each other. And then we're going to do the classic 
are we rivals or are we friends? Heavy or, you know, women's champion uh, as the tag champion with the number one contender. What is that going to do? What about uh, Ronda Rousey? No, not for this. Not for TLC. If this was Royal Rumble, yeah, but not TLC. Yeah. She ain't coming back True with TLC. That. True uh, that. But you know what I'm talking about? That tired-ass storyline where it's the heavyweight oh, yeah. champion. Well, yeah, the number one gonna, contender. It's gonna be Charlotte versus Oscar, of course. Yep, yep. there you go. Yep. Blah. And you know where that's gonna happen? WrestleMania. Yeah. All right, SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks defends against Carmella, and Sasha Banks is gonna win this. I'll maybe. I mean, they do have the whole idea of like Sasha Banks can't defend. You know, can't the big defend the title. Yeah. So here's what maybe, I. But I feel like she's gonna win. Yeah, I got Sasha too, but here's my feeling on this whole storyline. I don't like either girl. Yeah, me neither. I don't they're not likable. Neither they're one. They're not likable. Thanks. They're not likable. They are not likable in either way. Now I know Carmela's going for not likable. Is she? Great. It it feels like she's also doing her old character as babyface. Like these girls just seem like they don't like each other and that's fine. But then it's two girls that don't like each other that then I also don't like. they're the like. same character. Well, yeah, that's true. It, it's it's the Miz taking off Dolph Ziggler. Taking yeah. on Dolph Ziggler, you know? That is a great analogy. It is the yeah. Miz taking on Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. and But I just, I don't, I hope they both lose. I hope it's a double knockout and they fucking both, <laughs> like, lose the championship. I don't know how they could do that. But, like, I, I just, these two are not entertaining to me. In this yeah, feud. I don't get it. In this feud. That's what uh, I'm well, saying. Not even in this feud. I don't well, I don't care about either of these characters ever either. Yeah. Ever. That's, I mean, yeah, that's true. I know we have talked about Bailey and Sasha Banks, and they've had some matches. And I will, when we watch, when we're 20 years down the road, and we're doing the Spanish announce table still, and we're watching the Hall of Fame, and we are seeing, you know, these two, Sasha Banks and Bailey, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember they did the things. But I'm never going to like have the nostalgia and go back and watch their stuff. I don't think they did anything groundbreaking necessarily outside of like bringing women's wrestling on the scene. But it wasn't even like those two that everybody was like, this is why we got to start watching women's wrestling either, I feel. Like it's just, I don't know. I don't, well, I'm not impressed with the two, with the two of them to the level that everybody else seems to be. Well, I am impressed with Bailey. Her heel work right now is great. I love the ding dong that's, hello. Yeah, that's a good, the yeah. now she looks like Vicky Guerrero with the haircut, and yeah. I'll just say that. But I of the two, Bailey, even as a babyface, is head and shoulders better she, than anything course. Sasha's ever done. In Light my opinion, better. she is the Shawn Michaels to the Marty Jannetty. Yeah, yes. exactly. Right there. Uh, so I will say, like, there's plenty of Bailey moments that I can think of where I'm like, I'm into this. For Sasha, though, hey. That's a that's the Hardy Boys because it seems like everyone else likes them, but I sure don't. So just gonna say that. But anyhow, yeah, uh, double knockout they both lose. But if we're really picking, I got Sasha. All right, we have a Firefly Inferno match: The Fiend versus Randy Orton. What? That's a real yep. thing. That is a thing. I don't even know what it is. I don't know how we got here. I'm gonna be honest. I missed this. I guess I don't. I don't know what we named the Firefly. Inferno match. The tomo- I'm going to read this right off of WWE.com, right? <clears throat> uh, 
All right. Orton and Wyatt are no stranger to the destructive flames as the Viper once sadistically burned down the Wyatt family compound. Last week, the Viper turned Wyatt inside a burning or trapped Wyatt inside a burning box, but the Fiend emerged unscathed to punish Orton for his brutality. Now Orton will have to step inside the Fiend's twisted inferno, and he never forgets. So, I mean, hey, if I when we talked about the Cena Wyatt match, we didn't know what was about to happen. Whatever they called that, right? The what was that match called? The Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, so this could be something good, but look, this, uh, this is the problem with WWE. They recycle and and reproduce so often that we just get, we get the same thing redone a different way with new dressing on it. They did a match in a house. Yeah. And I'm not (laughs) even necessarily that upset that there's a firefly Funhouse inferno match. Okay. Whatever gimmicks are gimmicks you got to make casual fans uh perk up their eyebrows and be interested somehow okay i get it right but not with orton and bray wyatt to your point they did the fucking house match at wrestlemania they did the goddamn spiders or bugs thing and the bugs on the ring match bugs on the ring match right (laughs) and then orton burnt down his house it's like Hey man, Orton can't just always fuck up Bray Wyatt and ruin this character. Because honestly, once the once the house was burnt down, that was the end, more or less, of the Bray Wyatt character. And he had to reinvent himself to here. And now we haven't even done this for a year and a half. And is Orton just going to do it again? I, for the life of me, don't understand if we have a TLC pay-per-view and a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, why we don't have a Bugs on the Ring pay-per-view. I mean, mine as well, but what the fuck? I mean, it was so popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do that again, brother. Uh, it's just I I don't know. Th- this makes me really uh, sad. The fiend that wins. I I hope if the fiend loses, you might as well fire Bray Wyatt because he can't he's gotta do re, Got to reinvent a new one at that point, which he will. I have no doubt. He'd find some. You know, it might take him a year, but. He seems to get it, but uh, well, what does Alexa Bliss do during this match? That's the interesting part. What does Alexa Bliss do? Yeah, I still feel like we're gonna get that down the road where Alexa Bliss was pulling the strings. Was well, it here? Are they just gonna rush it and have her do it here? I mean, why not? If you're not gonna do anything else, where you're just stalling with Randy Orton, what else is the who else is the fiend gonna go after? That well, again, less is more in my book. Less is more. Orange Cassidy, Inner Circle, Bray Wyatt, subtleties. these characters John are less or more. Yeah, subtleties. You can fit more storylines into the show if you give me a little bit of each storyline, each show. And you can fill the content of the time with tournament matches or num- or or matches that have stakes. This is for the number one contenders match. This is a title match. You, like, here's our <sighs> weekly NXT guy gets a shot at. You know, a veteran up here on the show, right? Like every, yeah, something. You know, it's just open but, challenge match, right? And you get some nobody. We were like, oh man, that game was good. See him yeah. on two hundred five live. Right. right. It's just, I just, I'm so done with the gimmick matches between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. But for the sake of picking, for the hope of Bray Wyatt, I'm going Bray Wyatt. Universal Champion Roman Reigns defends against Kevin Owens in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. I felt like Kevin Owens has done a good job filling in here as 
you know, the the not the butt of the joke, but just the the target, right, for Roman Reigns' angst here. So all these matches so far, I couldn't give two shits about. I'm being serious. I don't give two flying fucks about anything that, that happens there. Not that I'm saying I'm not going to watch it. I just, there's no emotional investment in it. But this match does have my interest. I loved what Roman Reigns did last Friday. Again, we record this on a Thursday for any listeners. Uh, we don't know what happens on this week's episode of SmackDown. Yeah, by the time you hear uh, this, you're, by the time might, you hear this, SmackDown yeah. probably already happened. But going back to the previous week's SmackDown, when Roman Reigns beat the shit out of Kevin Owens backstage and then looked into the camera and said, hey, kids, hey, wife, tell this man to fucking cut it out or else he won't be able to provide for you. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> right oh well, yeah. shit well because i like how he was like oh you're gonna be, like and he even said like i guess i'm gonna have to <laughs> you know like roman reigns is this character this subtlety is this like oh. almost like where he's just like why are you making me do this yeah just like, everyone fall this. in line yeah i don't want to do this yeah he's just like everyone would be totally fine if they just bow to me the king Whoa. the head of the table and Jay Uso for the Usos. Uh, you know, we've talked about the Usos improvement from when we first saw them years ago mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. now. His acting of like uh, scared to approach Roman Reigns, uh, you know, and then like when Roman's like, "All right, you know where he's at? Go get him!" Right? And he's kind of, oh, 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 "Oh, okay, fucking shit," you know, like he's just intimidated. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together very well, very well. I was telling a guy at work who was a wrestling fan but hadn't watched recently. I was telling about Roman Reigns and. and this storyline in particular, and just it was getting me giddy for it. Yeah, this one, this match, because of this storyline specifically, and Kevin Owens, like I said, has been done well uh, in this role. This should be good, and the match will be brutal because of it, right? Yeah, I hope, honestly, as much as I say I don't want just rematches for rematch sake, I want this story to continue because as great as Roman Reigns is doing and as great as Jey Uso is doing with the I'm doing this so I don't get my ass kicked kind of thing, I think we could turn it up just a little bit more from Kevin Owens. Say he loses this match, and s- let's just say he has a you know kayfabe injury where his knees hurt and he has to be out for three weeks, right? And then he realizes like Roman Reigns legitimately tried to end my career. That shit ain't happening. And then he comes back with the vengeance of a the working man kind of thing, and then we get this again at the Royal Rumble. I. I think we can turn it up more from Kevin Owens and then really have a payoff at Royal Rumble where a match that we could maybe remember, you know, it'll be 2021 as a match of the year candidate. Uh, but for this pick, I'm going Roman Reigns because Jey Uso, maybe even Jimmy, because well, again, Jimmy's there too. They get involved and help out Kevin Owens. That's what will happen is we'll get that match and then something will happen big time. Roman Reigns will come out looking like an even more vicious evil stud. That's when The Rock will appear Give him a little, yeah, that'll start the road to WrestleMania. We're going to get Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania for the head of the family. So, yes, if we're writing that down, a million percent. I think the big caveat there is, are we having fans? I know, like, speaking in real life, I know the vaccine, yada, 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 all that stuff. Well, if we can do fans, I think we're we having might The get Rock. Them- we might get the rock even without it because they might call on me like, Hey, we need the eyeballs. We need people to watch. Yeah. But do you think the rocks honestly going to wrestle in an empty arena? 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like the Thunderdome. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna do. He needs that. He needs the oh, I got goosebumps and all that bullshit. He needs that to be reliable. We're getting, we're getting the Rock versus Roman Reigns. I'm not saying we're not. I just think. Well, I think maybe because the rumor is that they're going to do WrestleMania in L.A. not this year, but next year. You know, uh, WrestleMania 38 is that. So in two years we might get it. Carry this on for a year. Oh, you can make him go away and have him come back, revisit the head of the table. There's plenty of other Samoans he can make bend to his will. Right, Nia Jax can do it. Uh, Then he can get Jimmy to do it. Like we got some other people that he can. Make submissive. Well, that family, into his... they could keep running them out. Yeah. Oh, and then all once right. they get all the Samoans together, then and then go after Samoa Joe and make him like the outsider fucking bend to the so wheel. Not in your family, and they're like, "Yes, you are." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. WWE champion Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles in a TLC match. I'm assuming almost will be uh, involved somehow with this, and AJ Styles wins. Right. I think so. I think Drew McIntyre is great. I think the guy's going to lift him up. I think they're not even going to use a ladder. I think he's going to get on that guy's shoulders, and he's going to get it down from that. Yeah, the ladders all break. Drew McIntyre can't figure out how to get out up there. AJ Styles hits him with a Pele kick, then climbs up Omis and grabs the thing. Yeah, there's the finish. And here's the thing. Yeah, and here's the thing. I think AJ Styles, as your champion, that – pushes everyone down and then runs behind Omis is a better story right now than Drew McIntyre is in a in a kilt and has a sword. Then a love yeah, he's in a lover's spat with Sheamus. Yeah. And then ooh, this is well, that's where I think we're going to go. So right, that's the gimmick this one. This time TLC AJ Styles climbs up Omis, gets the title. What the fuck? That's bullshit. There was no ladder for me to climb. Let's do this again, brother. Okay. Maybe even Sheamus accidentally hurt Drew McIntyre, allowing that time to happen, right? Well, I think at Royal Rumble, we'll get the rematch, and then there is when Sheamus broke kicks um, Drew McIntyre. This is like a, oops, oh, brother, I was coming down to help you, and I didn't mean to trip you up, and then that allowed AJ to get the Pele kick. Yeah, and then... Oh, no, that was an accident. Yeah, and then... And this is what you can do. This is how easy it can happen. Because, again, I don't know about the fan situation, but you can do AJ wins at TLC, which that's my pick. AJ versus Drew McIntyre for the rematch at Royal Rumble. Then AJ defends his championship in the Elimination Chamber and loses it to Drew McIntyre. And then at WrestleMania, we get Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre for the championship. At WrestleMania. If there's no fans, that's an easy, I mean, at the end of last year's WrestleMania, it was Drew McIntyre and Big Show. Don't forget. Never forget. I was trying to forget. (laughs) We were going to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, Um, good thing we didn't. Well, good thing we couldn't. Yeah, yikes. Uh, So what do you think, TLC? uh, One match? Looking forward to one match. Yeah, although Two matches. maybe maybe both championship matches. Yeah, but I'm more interested in. I hope they do that finish. I I hope uh, Omos is it Omos Amos Amos Omos Amos Omos the big guy Amos the big O 
the big O. I hope the big O gets involved and we get to see some character development from him. This and then, like I said, about WWE, they they go through the the name game with everybody. They change John Moxley to Dean Ambrose, right? They they change almost everybody's name. But they call this guy a name that we can't figure out what the fucking name is. Like we can't. Like wait, what'd you say? Almost, 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 almost. Yeah. Almost. Hala, 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 almost. Hala. What the fuck? <laughs> what did you guys do? Yeah. I don't know. But let, hey, before we get out of here, though, we got some tweet tables, right? We got the tweet tables. Oh yeah, we got tweet tables and emails. So. We are the most interactive podcast in pro wrestling history. You can have a conversation with us on this show, and you're going to do that by using hashtag TweetTheTable on Twitter or by sending us an email, which is tableshow at gmail.com. Now on Twitter, hashtag TweetTheTable. If you're watching wrestling, if you're taking shit and you're thinking about wrestling, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, these guys are fucking smart, I want to co-sign with them and tweet at us, that's great. Or if you think we suck, I want to give these guys a piece of my mind. Use hashtag tweet table. We're going to read the best of the best of the best of the best of those right here. Or right now, we're going to read most of them, right? Because, like, we need more of them. So, you know, hashtag tweet table. Everybody join in. Join the fun. And let's go through some of those. Tom, you ready for that? Let's do it. At Mr. Fourth Row on Twitter says, from him? Yeah. He says, Impact Wrestling really making all the references, the references and hitting stories factions bullet club for example that it's almost like we're just watching a wrestling show with wrestlers we know i mean again look maybe my uh i i think i've been burned too many times by the tna slash impact thing right i think i've been burned by that too many times and so that's just me i'm just telling you from my point of red wolf right it's so it's a little bit of that from me about impact wrestling also it could be that of the three shows that we have mentioned so far, the uh, Dynamite, WWE as a whole, and then Impact. Impact still doesn't have anyone around. There's no Thunderdome. There's no wrestlers in the crowd. So it's still that empty arena weirdness. There's but, a Chris Saban match going on. Like I Yeah, know. but like when I watch it, I just mentally check out, and it's I just – It's I'm bad, out. and it's weird. It's weird. At Theo75 says, Randy Orton and fire? Talk about a boring segment. Perfect bathroom break. Hashtag tweet the table. Who said that? Theo. Hey, well, just like how we hate the Young Bucks, he hates Randy Orton. So at least we're staying on brand. But I kind of feel the the same way. I'm like, Randy Orton, fire, Bray Wyatt. I mean, he's capturing the same attitude we had here towards Mm -hmm. that when we did our TLC picks is this is the Randy Orton character suddenly out of nowhere was like, oh, man, this guy's doing amazing things. And then right when we were saying that, they were like, okay, but stop it. No more of the dark, twisted, you know, weird stuff. Like, just go with Bray Wyatt and be dark, twisted with no reference or rhyme or reason for it. And again, not to beat a dead horse here, but it's repetitive. It's, again, this week it's a 10-minute promo. Next week it's a 10-minute promo. The week after that we do something, but it's kind of the same beat. And it's just like subtleties. Make me miss some things. Don't make it so overt and in my face. That's, you know, work at that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's see. One more here. At The Ultimate One says, So, the Garganos, Theory, and Hartwell are now called the way 
Okay, let's see where this goes. Hashtag tweet the table. I mean, yeah. Uh, we talked about this. Gargano's going to be great in this role. I just don't mm-hmm. know if this is going to be great for Hartwell and, and Theory, right? I just don't know. I'm I'm positive and patient. I liked what I saw. I liked the uh, they both did the the high five without looking to show how in sync they were on this mm-hmm. week's uh, NXT. I'm 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 not giving up, and I'm not even having any ill feelings towards the the angle. But like you said, I just think we're gonna come out saying, "Well, Gargano's awesome, right?" And then right. well, we knew that ahead of time. So that was Tweet the Tables. I mean, we're, you know, we'll cut it off there because we got three emails that we need to get into. But that's a oh. reminder for you to use hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter. Right? Let's Spelled very simply. Tweet the Table. All right. I had these emails up, and then they just went down, and I pulled them back up, and my internet is is taking its sweet time. So, Tom, fill us in with some, with some fun well, wrestling. So, NXT. I was uh, really excited about this week's NXT. I like Karrion Cross coming out. How are how- – Let's get into that just a little bit while the the um, internet over there is Bruce buffering. Mm-hmm. Um, Karrion Cross, what 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 do you feel about him? Because I like him, but I almost feel like he may be too small to be this dominant, powerful figure. I don't think he's as strong as he should be. Like Goldberg's do what he he's trying to do, and he's not that. To me, at least. Well, yeah, I think it, they should lean a little harder on the weird, dark stuff if, right. if that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I'm still not – I don't know that he's the guy that's going to carry it. I don't, I don't know that the charisma's there for me, right? Like, um, I don't know that he's going to attach as well. Like, if we go up to main roster, I don't know that this gets over very well. Well, I think, as I've been saying this whole episode and even last week, so I apologize, but make his entrances – more special for the events that call for it. I don't think random NXTs need Scarlet to yeah, do all the theatrics because, as you mentioned, if you go up to the main roster and I see you that every Monday or every Friday in five weeks' time, I'm fucking out. Like, my mind is like, okay, cool, ah, you know. But if I you got five minutes before, right? This. But if you if you hit it every so often when it matters at big events or big stories, Okay, and so I hope they go that route more than the, hey, isn't it cool? The Look Balor at the, route. Yeah, yeah, the the demon Finn Balor route, right? Right. All right, emails are up. <laughs> Internet is working. Let's jump into. We got three emails this week, Tom, and this we're going to kick off with one from a long time friend of the show, from Katie, the first lady. Yeah, right? love it. All right, she says, "Well, hello, boys. It's been a minute." I hope you guys got some of the tweets about war games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad the emails are back because I think now is as good as time as any to come back. This year has not been the best for everyone and especially hurts when it affects you personally. As you may have heard, I lost my father in October due to a heart attack. And it's been difficult, uh, obviously. But I've been doing my best to be strong and move forward. One of the reasons is, of course is wrestling, specifically WWE, because my dad is the reason why I became a fan. It was our thing. So that will never change, even though every week we may change our channel because some of the stupidity, uh, but I digress. Every time I watch now, I can hear what he would have to say about a match, a wrestler, and it makes me smile. Of course, you guys keep me going every week, and I appreciate you let me pay a little tribute to him. I pray that you and everyone will have a much better 2021 and beyond. Much love as always. Later, Katie the First lady 
Well, that was really touching. Yeah. I don't want to go too much into it because I think she said everything that needed to be said. Uh, I will say, though, Katie, thank you very much for allowing us to be in your pro wrestling bubble. Uh, it really means a lot to us. Um, obviously, that news was very sad uh, earlier this year. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that pro wrestling is your escape. That's that's what it is for me. Um, and even though I rant and rave and blah, blah, blah. It's all frivolous nonsense. None of this is getting me that riled up. I just do it because I'm emotionally immature. But uh, we appreciate that um, we we are in your bubble uh, of pro wrestling fandom. So thank you. Yeah, I'll echo that. Thank you, Katie. All right, we will read this one from John Batten. Hashtag be like John Batten and email the show, tableshow at gmail.com. He says... As reported on various wrestling news sites, Sting isn't going to be taking any bumps in his role in AEW. So if he is regulated to the role of beating up heels to save a popular babyface, the Dark Order, Eddie Kingston's Friendship Bunch, Team Taz and the Inner Circle need more heat. With that in mind, what do you think of Jungle Boy's ring gear? By the way, we didn't mention that. One of my favorite segments on Dynamite was they ran a segment, uh, a vignette on Jurassic Express, and FTR took the microphones away from yeah. the commentators and were like, what, this is the bullshit you think is going to happen? Not on our watch. We're FTR. Dude, I like that a lot. I like that because he was like, this is how I feed my family. Do you understand me? <laughs> he yeah. was like mad. Yeah. Yes, that was a great segment. And I, I love that, like, that was another Shivani moment where he's like, hey, 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 whoa, hey, yeah. we're not. Like, <laughs> it's not us. Here, man. We're this not, not doing it. this. Yeah. He's got uh, the <laughs> well, the FTR, the comedy bullshit isn't going to be happening on our watch. I like that's a that's a character that I can understand and either get behind or hate, regardless of what side you're on. Uh, I like that. Jungle Boy's gear little too small but hey he's got the body for it i don't i couldn't wear it um and sting as i mentioned i arn anderson does the same thing where he's been a little physical where he's like taking i think a punch or a a chair shot to the stomach but the only time aren't yeah the only time arn anderson really gets physical is he gives someone the ddt and then he rolls out if you do sting the same way where he helps darby allen as the father figure all for it. Like he can or do whoever. some scorpion, you know, leg locks. He can do some, you know, death drops. He can, yeah. Yeah. Hit people with the bat. That's all fine. Again, but right. I want him to be in the mentor role, not this weird, you know, active wrestler, but not active wrestler thing. All right. Our third and final email. Oh, God. You're getting geared up. Is it happening? No, 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 <laughs> hold on. This is not, no. <laughs> this is just as good. Okay, all right. What up, bitches and snitches? It's your old pal, buddy, friend, amigo, compadre, and front. Ultimate one here checking hey! in for this week. So let's slide, slide, slippity slide. If you're living in the city, it's do or die. So hey, come along and ride on a fantastic boys. All right. This week, in lieu of Funf Fragen, I got some good old WCW Funf Vasistvisven. I don't even know what that is, but I'm excited about it. It's five what ifs. Oh, okay. 
Was ist wenn? I think I might have said it wrong. Anyway, fuck it. Nailed it. No fact check. Nailed it. One, what if WCW survived, meaning Bischoff manages to buy it and AOL Time Warner doesn't give it the axe? Uh, I think it turns into TNA. I think Jeff mm-hmm. Jarrett's influence and Vince Russo's influence. Now, that's not to say it wouldn't have been awesome because then on the platform of TNT, the X division isn't seen on Fox Sports Regional, whatever. It's seen on TNT. So then the AJ Styles, the Samoa Joes, the Christopher Daniels get skyrocketed to the moon. I think it, but eventually I think. Do you Jeff think it Jarrett always plays will, noticeable second fiddle to WWF? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think WWE, there's whatever. Now, but maybe, right? Because AJ Styles, you know, when Kurt Angle left WWE, it wasn't because of competition. It was because he was burnt out at WWE. If there was WCW and Kurt Angle goes to WCW, that's a way bigger move than TNA. So, you know, the main event mafia, if that's still a thing in WCW, that's on a bigger yeah. platform than TNA. But I don't think, yeah, I think then Vince does the, well, guess what? Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are now a tag team. They not only reunited, now they're active wrestlers, you know, something like yeah. that to combat it. Well, remember, these are all WCW, Funf, Was East Vince, right? Five what ifs okay. for WCW. So two. What if, well, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that feels right. I just, it's so hard to know because, I mean, 20 years have passed or, or whatever. And yeah. It, <sighs> Yes, I think it was so bad. I mean, I, when I do these Spanish Nouns time machine things, and we talked about in, in this one, WCW 2000, if you go and you see the buy rates for these things, I mean, they were tanking hard. So, yes, he bought it, but he would have had to rebuild it. And we've talked about, you said it would have been TNA. A problem we have with TNA, Impact, whatever, is this, what the fuck are you guys? You guys have been 17 things over your lifetime. That's the same thing that would have been happening in WCW. It was world-class championship wrestling and then it was you know this guy owned it and this guy owned it and then it was the saturday night and then it was nitro and then it would have been bischoff's thing and then he would have got tired of it and probably sold it and it would have been somebody else and i just think it would have had that impact stink i think i think it exists today in impact wrestling i think AEW's come along and given us what we had then with this like viable alternative that's on primetime main event where it's hot new and it doesn't feel like some rerun thing but i think it's i think it just kind of exists as impact wrestling now i agree i agree yeah all right two what if hogan doesn't leave the company even after russo's promo at bash at the beach 2000 oh i still think he retires i don't think he gets reinvigorated at wrestlemania 18 with the rock and does that second little stint i think if he stays in wcw he gets more i don't give a shit Maybe then he starts doing... Well, he was doing... running the show there. He had, like, all that fucking creative control. Right, that's what I'm saying. Whatever the hell he wanted, yeah. I, I think if he doesn't leave in 2000, then he he just goes, like, I'm done with pro wrestling. And then we kind of think of him different because that, you know, 2003 run that he had at WrestleMania 18 and, you know, the match at WrestleMania 19 with Vince McMahon, which is a personal favorite of mine, that little run from 18 to 19 reinvigorated the hey hulk hogan isn't that bad if that never happens then we just go like yeah yeah true that three what if the then wcw slash new japan partnership actually elevated new japan and gave it the same level exposure they have today 
I don't know that this Japan wrestling on United States television is ever really going to take hold. Now, I, it could be wrong because of growing demographics in the United States now, right? I mean, population has grown. Mm-hmm. There's a lot larger numbers of folks that may be into it, right? So there's going to be a market for it, right? The sheer number of people warrants like what we see. But I don't think it's ever going to be rise to the level of even what an AEW's at. Yeah. I think so. I think the emergence of New Japan Pro Wrestling wasn't because of the Japanese pro wrestlers, and that's not to say that Okada's not great or Evil's not great or Naito. I think all of those guys are amazing, but I think what catapulted New Japan Pro Wrestling into that hey, let's check out Wrestle Kingdom Nine and all of that stuff was Finn Balor. The Bullet Club, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and who am I mentioning here? North Americans. I know that some of them are Canadian, but these are American. I'm doing air quotes, but these are not J- Japanese pro wrestlers that are getting elevated. I think that's what got them to superstardom, not necessarily their own talent, uh, homegrown talent. So if WCW New Japan continues their relationship, I think it goes much of the same way as it did before, where it's like, well, that was cool, but I don't care that Ric Flair is wrestling Naito this week or, you know, whatever it same is. Same thing. If they do it right now, if AEW and New Japan were to get, like, it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to be like, oh, look, here's somebody that, like, I've never really, I've maybe heard the name, seen once. They're going to wrestle Kenny Omega. I'm going to be like, that person did an awesome match. But then they're gone. And yeah, I don't, I'm not going to chase them to New Japan because I don't. Yeah. I, it's just not going to happen. And, and TNA tried this a couple times. TNA did a special Japanese show where it was, um, I believe, Kurt Angle as champion taking on uh, Tanahashi. Were they the ones that always did that like world tournament where they yeah, had they like did people a, from all over the world? Yeah, yeah. And so I think I, I think it, it's it would be a good feature. Like, a, oh, that's nice and neat, but I don't think it. I don't think it elevates New Japan to what they were without WCW. I think they bank on too many casual fans might have traits of hardcore fans, right? I think they think like hardcore fans love the Japan stuff. Let's introduce that to the to the casual fans. Casual fans like this. What is this? I have no clue what the fuck this is. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm into a story, and this was a great ten minute match, but in two weeks, I'm not going to remember it. Right. I don't remember that guy's name. You keep saying it, and I don't remember it. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> what if WCW actually had a women's division? That's a really broad question. I don't know what I to mean, say to that. You know, if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. Like, <laughs> I you know what I'm saying? If like, had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass with <laughs> Yeah, you know? So, like, if they had a women's division, I think it would have been cool. One thing that gets lost, and you had mentioned this, about Bailey and Sasha Banks bringing women's pro wrestling to the forefront of changing it from bra and panties to actually respectable pro wrestling women's matches, mm-hmm. they were a huge part of that. The four horsewomen are definitely iconic in that regard. But let's not forget that Gail Kim was doing that in TNA. ODB was doing that in TNA. Yeah. There were women matches that were happening at a, at this kind of rate before the four horsewomen got into yeah, WWE. Well, that's what I mean with them, and, and we're 
going off this offshoot on WCW, but back to them was like, yeah, they were big. The four horsemen were big, and that's what everybody focused in on, and that was during the time of change. There are tons of women who could have been in that PC that are athletic freaks that have some personality that could have been in that role. Nobody said, we're changing women's wrestling because you got to check out this girl, Charlotte, and what she's doing, and you can't dress her up in a bra and panties. No, she's too legitimate, so change the sport. They were the players in place when the sport was changing, right? We'll call it quote-unquote sport, but you know what I mean? That's what I mean by that. And so you back to this, like if there was a women's division, we would have got more great women's wrestling, but I don't know if they had the best storytelling to get in that, that regard. Like the NWO right. took WCW by storm, but I don't know that there was a whole lot of great writing and storytelling going on in WCW. You know what I mean? Everything else was kind of shit. Yeah, and it was like, even the NWO it was the, storytelling was kind of shit. Yeah, it, it was kinda... NWO, Sting, DDP, Booker T, Goldberg, and then well, there was never any real stories. It was just like we're fighting now, NWO, and like oh, they spray paint them now. All right, well, I'm going to beat him up, and now we're finally going to team up against the NWO. I mean, that was the, the gist of most of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, all right, five final one. What if Chris Jericho had joined? The New World Order. I don't know that it would have been a good fit. Especially oh, the, then. He, yeah, he, he would have been another man. guy. He would have just been, he would have been the non flexing Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell. Yeah, he'd have been Scott Norton, Buff Bagwell. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he would have just been he, in the I, background. Yep. That was yep. all centered around three guys that had 600 people behind them. It was the Outsiders and Hulk Hogan and then Macho Man as a psycho, which I will still. I will still die on this hill. Macho Man joining the NWO was the biggest mistake in the NWO storytelling. It mm. was it was Macho Man who took the fucking leg drop from Hogan. Why he should have as much as Sting who got duped by the the fake Sting and I love that storyline. Like I said, the War Games to Stargate is one That's of the true. best storylines of all time, but Macho Man should have also been on the front lines of fuck this entity, fuck the NWO. I'm here. My only purpose, I will die making sure that the NWO burns to the ground. That Once he joined the NWO in my book, that's when they jumped the shark. And that's when it became like, oh, then just anyone fucking does it. Cool. Well, plus just the feud, the Hogan Macho feud. Like it all fit too well to just be, yeah. Yeah, and it made no buddies. sense why there was always this friction in the NWO between Macho Man and Hogan, which I guess on the surface level made sense, but then it just muddied the waters of like, well, do I like Macho Man or do I not? Because he's beaten up Hogan, who I don't like, but then he has also beaten up WCW guys who I also don't like. So what the fuck are we doing here? You know, like, yeah, I was out. I was I was not interested after Macho Man joined the NWO. I was like, that's enough for me. As always, keep doing what you guys doing because you guys do it so well. Ultimate out. That was great. It was P.S. Ah, oh, God. I would have sent a dollar, but but no, I, this co- no. <laughs> but this COVID nineteen is forcing me to improve my German through Duolingo. But I got you on the next go round. No, you said it. I got a message that said you would send a dollar. <laughs> I'll, I'll find yeah. it. I felt like you said this before. Yeah, I got a Let's message go that said, oh, I'll send a dollar this time. Uh, Hold on. 
I'll what he's it. referencing there is we would like you to send us a dollar. If you like this episode and you want to support this podcast, a dollar is nothing to you. And you go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, you click on the donate link right at the top. It says donate. You click there. It takes you right to our PayPal. You just, a dollar. A dollar. Or if you feel like more, great. But if you like this, show us some love. Send us a dollar. What's a Snickers bar to you, right? Ultimate one, I've got the dirt on you. I got the messages, pal. You owe us a dollar. Actually, you owe us two now for lying. Two. Look at the transcripts. Yeah, we got the transcripts. We want $2 now for interest. Google saves everything, Ultimate One. You fucked up. You Google saves everything, Ultimate One. Oh, oh, got we've it. got the tra- You owe us like at least $17 now. Yeah, look at this. I'm going to show it real quick if you're watching the YouTube. Mm. Whoop, there it oh! is. Oh. Somebody's going to pause that. and <laughs> Secrets are out. Ah. Secrets are out. Yeah, well, okay. Email the show, tableshow at gmail.com. Send us a dollar. PayPal, tableshow at gmail.com. Hashtag tweet the table on the Twitter, SpanishNounceTable.net for all the updates. TikTok at SpanishNounceTable. Twitter at Table Show. What else, Tom? Hey, next week is going to be Christmas, so uh, get ready for the holidays. We'll probably do our wish list, right? Isn't next week Christmas? Well, it's like eight days away or something like that. Yeah, so next week, yeah, next week we can uh, do our wish list as we usually do, and then talk to you about favorite Christmas things. Just randomly, if you'd say you know you were missing something in your life, what would it be? If something like if you were going to go to Walmart, if I was missing something in my life, what would it be? Uh Acceptance, love, something I could buy at Walmart. Oh, a hooker. Mm. I think that's in the. It's going to be a cold Christmas for Tom. No, I think that's in the. I think that's in the Bed Bath and Beyond section. The Beyond section of Bed Bath and Beyond. I think that's where you get the hookers. It's beyond right? it, right? Yeah, that's where I always get them from. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Email the show. Don't screw around. Email the show. Tweet <laughs> the table. Don't screw around. Help us. We got to create content. We need your questions because we got to keep creating this content so you guys will view it and like it. So we, you yeah. know what I mean. And we, we need, need your to- help. So help us yeah. out. Until yeah, we're next trying to week. outsource this. We're trying to outsource the, right. the, the decision-making here. Just tell us what to do. The Spanish Announce Table.